This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. Um, King of the Incels. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order release. This week, we're trying to buy a bar. It's kind of like a zoo. What? But, you know, you might have to have sex with a man to get that money. As, as we watch Spine 377 in the Criterion Collection... Mikio Naruse's When a Woman Ascends the Stairs from 1960. But first, RJ, how's, yeah. how's that zoo going? Which zoo do you the, mean? The one you bought. Oh, the the zoo we bought? You bought. I didn't buy no zoo. Well, me and Matt. Me and Matt bought a zoo. Matt, it was kind of like... What did you have to do for that money, though? Nothing. He just comes to visit once... Once every couple months, like make, two, make three, some, four times a year, make max. make some videos. Well, I mean, yeah, but they're not for redistribution, right? Pri- private. So it's used. not like, yeah, it's not like a weird thing. Yeah, yeah, he's just gonna come visit once or twice uh, <laughs> within a within each season. And, oh, um, this and is then, a, uh, a new patron. Yeah, <laughs> you know, well, he he goes by the uh, the solstice and the equinox. Esquilax, even some have said. Esquilax. Yeah. So, uh, did you watch We Bought a Zoo over Christmas? Why are you bringing that <sighs> I up? I don't know. It just came to mind. Oh, okay. You threw me off at the start there. You sounded very um, radio. Radio. And this is Jared Duncan. And here is the Criterion <laughs> Creeps podcast. I think that was just some uh, phlegm, RJ. No, you sounded like a radio man. I always sound like on the radio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's some whoa. Yeah, you like that? That was some bagul type stuff. I did. I didn't like that at all. That was a very strange. Was it like the critic? Is that what it is too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I'm, I'm not big into what you're you're putting out here. Mm-hmm. Not 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 the. Uh, dry. Not, not loving it. It's dry out. Yeah, not not loving it, which is unfortunate. So. It's too bad. Yeah. Hey. How hot is it? Happy New Year. Uh huh. Yeah. Happy New Year's to you. No. I, su- I suppose. No. You get, I, I suppose. How, and how did you spend your your New Year's Eve and day? Uh, we went to Andrew's sister's and we had tacos. Uh, and then we came home. We were home by nine o'clock. Ooh. Yeah. Usually we stay home, but she wanted to do something. And it was kind of like, well, she's like, we can just do this. This is an easy thing to get out of the house for a couple hours. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I said, you're driving home, dog. Whatever you want to do. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, Joe? Mm-hmm. Responsibility first. Yeah. Over here, the only one drinking. Uh, no, there was another individual drinking at the time. Okay. And if I if I was the only one, that doesn't bother me. Okay. Is that something to, that sh- should be watched? If if you're the only one drinking. Mm-hmm. Why? 
What does it matter? <laughs> Depends. Are you at work? No. Well, sometimes. But oh, sometimes. What is it? What it, What does it matter what's, though? You know, it's what's, like what's Mister Hut going to do about it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's part of company protocol that you can have a cold one while you're while you're kneading the dough. Well, I mean, they, they wouldn't serve it if it was illegal. No, no. You need to be able to tell the customer how it is that day. Well, some someone's got to do it. Mm-hmm. Who's going to do it? That greasy, pimply teenager in the back slapping pepperonis on the pies? He can't do They're it. They're not even of age. He's not. Yeah, he's not. He's not old enough yet. He's like twelve years old max, mm-hmm. smoking a cigarette, slinging pepperonis. Mm-hmm. So that's no good. Um, yeah, no, we didn't really do a whole lot. We were gonna uh, last year. We had that Chinese food fiasco mm-hmm. where uh, I tried and I didn't call three days ahead of time this year. So I was like, well, that's not gonna happen. I guess. Never mind. Nope. Um, so didn't even bother. So we stayed home and we. Uh, I don't even remember. We started watching some '90s movies because that's what you do on New Year's, you know. Uh, that's, that's like the ones I've noted you've been watching. Yes. Any anything interesting in there that you can't wait to hear about? The, the great duo. Uh-huh, yes, yes, yeah. So there's some of that there, which is good. Um, what was I going to say though? Uh, yeah, we didn't do a whole lot. What about you, J Dog? Did you go out on the town? Did you hell tear no. it up? Hell no. What do, you, what do you mean, hell no? Why not? Don't, don't don't do that kind of hijinks. You used to. Did I? I don't know. <laughs> Wasn't there a New Year's where you were just slumming around, getting peeled off of barroom floors, shitting in your pants? Just, uh... hmm. Not to my knowledge. Well, exactly, because yeah. you were getting peeled off of the floors you you wouldn't remember that no uh new year's eve was a uh a what do you call uh low low to the ground uh some movie was watched uh mini figs were assembled Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. important things great did you watch we bought a zoo no okay Uh, is this like cross-examination trying to catch me the lie about that, no, about that time no. I watched We Bought a Zoo? No, I just know sometimes you don't always log the movies you watch. Sometimes you're too... I don't. ...embarrassed. Oh, no. Yeah. I always sometimes... log... Sometimes it's the only reason to justify watching anything is if it's loggable. You know. It's loggable? You know that. It was Andor loggable? No, but neither was um, the other thing I watched. Rings of Power. Rings of Power. Yeah. You could log that. You could create a thing for it. Um, then we just get deleted. It's exactly the thing the letterbox horn dogs would be all hot for. Oh yeah, and then they they'd come up with like weird horny things to say. Well, yeah, the, the twin. They'd be like hanging out with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? See, Rings of Power doesn't come up with anything. There's not even a list saying this is the screening of Rings of Power they did for fans, and I'm going to use this as my stand-in for the show. Mm-hmm. They did have those too. They did? Oh, oh, yeah. Actually, there it is. The Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power global fan screening. And See, you can log that, right? Directed by J.A. Bayona. An edited version of the first of two episodes uh, shown exclusively I... to fans in cinemas around the world in August well, 2022. Well, you I, I wasn't there. Well, I mean, you watched it. By edited, do you does that just mean they took out the credits halfway through and it just kind of went 
one episode rolled into another. Uh, actually, supposedly it's eh, no. They probably trimmed off a little bit, maybe. <laughs> Some oh, really, maybe. Who knows? Who knows what that means? Really? Maybe they left off a real juicy cliffhanger, so these fans would tune in and stream it at home. I mean, possible. It's possible. How juicy are we talking? I don't know. <laughs> like a dwarf shaves a beard. Mm. renounces his dwarfdom oh that'd be disgusting don't talk about things like that oh okay okay so what did you eat on new year's eve uh this is important that's a good question what was what was it oh leftovers 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 from the night before you didn't even do anything fancy no oh no what did you eat tacos (laughs) is that fancy and not well we made it fresh okay what kind of leftovers are we talking here like ham oh uh roast beast roast beast no now did you put any of that roast beast in a sandwich no now here's a follow-up question have you ever had sweet pickles with your roast beast i think you've talked about this before i know but i'm gonna keep bringing it up until you no until you try unnecessary no, no. I spe- Do you ever make roast beef sandwiches, though, with the leftovers? Uh, rarely. Yeah, well, that's where the pickle shines the best. But even if it's just a plate of roast beast and you slap some of them sweet pickles, but you got to get the sweet pickle one. And you got to get them out of the um, the sweet pickle mix, not the jar that says yum yums on them. That's all pickles. You want the jar that also has the pearl onions and uh, mm-hmm. the, um, what else is in there, cauliflower or some shit? And just get the cauliflower and onions, throw that right in the trash, and then and, and just get the the pickles. Well, but, but by the time it gets to you, it's already served its purpose. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just those just kind of add depth of flavor, but you don't want to eat those things. Get out of here with that shit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just grab those that that extra, throw it in the trash, um, and uh, I don't know, go on Twitter or Parlor and tell people how you feel. <laughs> yeah. Whatever your preferred social media what, 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 is. Truth social. Um, If it was still around. Oh, is it still around? It still is. Okay, yeah, whatever your preferred platform is. You just get on there and um, tell people. I uh, bet you there's a lot of sweet pickle fans over there. Oh, on there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they might think sweet pickles like aren't American or something, and then they might not be into it, you know? Yeah. They might be like, this seems Polish, and then like get mad for some reason. Where do you think sweet pickles originated from? Sweet pickles? Sweet pickles origin story. Sweet you, might get some, you might get some shit about pickle, Rick, or something. When the English arrived in the New World, they brought their method of creating sweet pickles with vinegar, sugar, and spiced syrup. The New Eastern world. Europeans introduced various forms of lacto-fermented cabbage, known as sauerkraut. What about Sweet Pickles, a series of 40 children's books by Ruth Lerner Pearl? I mean, that's not bad. That's not at, bad. At all. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm down with that. But listen to this, Jarrett. Pickles got their start more than 4,000 years ago in ancient Mesopotamians began soaking cucumbers in acidic brine as a way to preserve them. Since then, they've been a staple in cultures around the globe, renowned for their hardiness, health benefits, and delicious taste. Can you eat them in a keto diet, RJ? Uh, I'm pretty sure pickles are the, the only thing that's keto. They are keto friendly as long They're as they friendly. don't contain added sugar. 
God help you. Sweet pickles, maybe. God help you. All right. So, what kind of pickle is your favorite? Dill pickle, garlic pickle, dill, dill, uh, garlic dill pickle, RJ. Garlic dill, garlic dill. Okay. I uh, I I like just the dill. I can't handle the garlic pickles anymore. Is that because of your uh, ravaged taste buds? Sometimes, sometimes I I'm okay with garlic and onions. Sometimes, sometimes they're a little rough, but uh, just the mm. normal pickles are no such, do me well. That's no such thing. So. What's the biggest pickle you ever ate? Man, uh, I don't know if it's been particularly large, but it's probably at some of those like delicatessens where they try to like force you to have a pickle with your roast beef. Um, and they're like sizable. Usually they're cut in half, but I haven't had one the size of my fist or anything like that. But maybe you can speak to that more. I don't know. Seems like a, I mean, seems like a big pickle boy. I've had pickles like this big. Okay, how big is that for the listener? Uh, for the listener, mm-hmm. I'd say like the size of like a uh, like a small bottle of pop. Oh, okay. Like you know, like a small bottle, like not the ones you drink. You drink the liters. Mm-hmm. What's a small bottle? Bottle like three seventy-five or something. Three fifty-five is a can. Three fifty-five. Yeah. So whatever, however big a pickle would need to be mm-hmm. to fill three hundred and fifty milliliters. Man, that's probably the biggest pickle I ever had. Wow. Yeah. You paint quite the image. Kind of like pickles. Quit, quit the picture. He's kind of a pickle guy. No. So, new year? Is it a new you? No. Same old. Yeah, I was going to say you look worse than ever. Same old shit. Okay. This is okay. a downward spiral. Yeah, it does seem like it. Is this the year that it, you're this, we're finally going to get you? Does it finally catch up with me? Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, okay. there's always 2024 lurking. Oh. Well, I mean, you got to make it to that year. First, well, I feel you know I, mean? I feel like that's part of the 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 torture as it comes so quickly. Uh, and then you go, uh, I didn't even get to appreciate this this torture. That's true. You say I I, I haven't really marinated it in it enough in such small portions. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. I can uh, if you want. I can I can make life worse for you. <sighs> oh, you don't even have to try. You just have to show up every week. One of these days, Jared, I'm not going to be here. Mm-hmm. You're going to open up the pod and oh. I'll just be gone. You'll live in Boston. I'll live in Boston with at the zoo that I just bought. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen that movie, Jared? Have you ever seen emails, RJ? Uh, I've seen females. Mm-hmm. How about Oliver Granger? It's an email entitled not Oliver Granger? Accents. Uh-oh. Who does a better accent, RJ or any actor in the 49th parallel? It's an important question. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Jared? Man, I don't know. You oh. and you and Lawrence Olivier would be duking it out. Ooh, Oliver Lawrence. Oh, John D. Mm-hmm. You remember that one? Mm-hmm. Remember when he did that one in the movie, Jared? Everyone remembers. I, I like to call him Larry Oliver. I think... Uh, or Oliver Larry. Larry. What's that guy's name? Larry Olivier. I like to call him Oliver Larry. No. I think that's kind of a it's a it's a fun thing to do. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. French is kind of my thing. So yeah. It's okay. Did we get any hate mail from that? No. 
any cease and desist? No one cares. From the from the state of France. No one cares, RJ. Okay. All right. All right. All right. We, we, what else is he up to? That's it. Oh. Sh- okay. Shortened to the point. Okay. Justin Peterson writes in. Yeah. Back to the grind. Hey creepers. Yeah. What's happening? Well, the kiddos are back at school for the second day. See, look at this. Back at school uh, already. Yeah. I'm back at fucking work already. Kids were into yeah. oh, horseshit. America America gets out early though. Yeah. And then they start early too. Well, they kind of have a different season well, than us. And you were complaining earlier about all the kids at Pizza Hut like coming for the the buffet. And then that's horseshit. All these university yeah, but, students are back in town. Well they're they're back in town, but you also have all these kids like K through twelve that are not in school yet. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those when they're running rampant, I heard. Mm-hmm. Just rampant just, out there. Just sliding around in the booths, climbing up on things. Who's watching these kids? Exactly. They're, it's they're not me. They're letting the servers and the bus boys and the the dishwash pit guy look after them. I I just I for one think it's shameful. Okay. For one. What is uh just a... wait a minute, what's RJ sent me? What? I didn't send you anything. Oh, just watch. We bought a what? zoo. Oh, really? Ah. Is it available on any, any platforms that you subscribe Ooh. to? It's on stream. I don't maybe I, maybe I don't it know would if pair I, nice with man, Andor. Is, man, is that Matt Damon? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I'm I'm unfamiliar with that is actor. That, so. Is that Scarjo? I'm unfamiliar with that actor too. Is that Tom, um, Tom, Thomas Hayden Church? Uh Sandman? The Sandman it's, from it's Spider-Man me. No Way Home. It's me. Sandman. It's me. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, uh, I kind of forgot. And, and Ellie Fanning, I remember her from Spider-Man. That oh, she's Sandman too. Yeah. We're all, she's in Sandman too. We're all Sandman. Peter, don't you remember? It's me, the Sandman. Oh man, you should watch that movie. <laughs> Kane Marco. Uh, Marco. Flint Marco. Flint Marco. Clint Marco. Clint Marco. Clint Marco. Clint. There is no Clint Marco. I know there should be. There could be. Could, could, could be his dad. Let's see, Clint. There's a... no it auto. Like if you look yeah, up Clint like, Marco, no, it's, it's Flint. Where you think you know Flint Marco? <laughs> Although there's is that Google's voice? <laughs> what are you thinking of? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's like an old man who belittles you. Were you thinking of Clint Marco or Flint Marco? And then you go, "Hello." Well, I just typed in scary stuff. So I didn't get any sass from uh, Google on uh, typing in Criterion Creeps. This Quiteoian Queeps. Quiteoian Queeps. Yeah. Did I? Uh, is it just like erotica of you and me? Criterion Collection. Ooh, I just got a. I just got a really bad thing. What's that uh, AI thing we use? What is that called again? Chat GPT What's... or something? Is, is that a thing? Is that the one you got to sign up for though? What was the one we've idea. been using? Okay. That we. Oh, you about... for images. Yes. Oh, uh, I don't know. Just type in AI free art, and you'll find it. Okay. Oh my. Get out of here. What is this thing? There's a pop-up here that I don't think I can... Okay, rerouting. I think we got, like, got, we got like what, 15 words into uh, Justin's email before getting completely sidetracked? That's a new record. Okay, yeah, but this is this is important, though. Okay. Because uh, this is... Remember how... This is important. Remember how... <laughs> remember how once we... Uh, um, 
lured people into the Discord with the, that sexy picture. Right. What's that porn thing where it's like rule? Uh, what's the number? Rule again? 34. Okay. Criterion Creeps, rule 34. Oh, my God. Let's see what happens here. Well, there was some like new bullshit, too, about like how like, just the assholes Criterion Collection fans are. I can't remember what it was now. Yeah, they're absolute pricks. Most of them. Bad people. Yeah, well, that's fans. why... Fans! <laughs> fans. No, anyone listening to this isn't a fan of the actual criteria. This is true. They're, I think we've they're... flushed them out. Yeah. La- we're yeah. uh, lapsed fans. Mm-hmm. We chased out all of those losers really early on. Yeah, but, um, yeah. true. That's, uh, if you want to look for them, just check out our YouTube comments or... The one or two times I post on Reddit a year, and then I get uh, assaulted by Criterion yeah. people. They're still putting movies out on Blu-ray and DVD and not 4K all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh GTFO. Yeah, Anyways, Justin continues. Yeah, okay. And I feel like a total shitty sleepy mess since I now have to go back to getting up at 6 to go drop them off. After getting to sleep in the last two weeks, how has the new year been treating you so far? You know what, Justin? It's an interesting question. Um, I was getting to the point where I was going to bed around 3 or 4 in the morning, sleeping in real nice to like 11.30. Oh, heaven. And uh, Jared, did you say 4 in the morning? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Holy crap. <laughs> okay. It's, Anyways. It, hey, if, if, you can, if you can dream it, it can be achieved. Um it, it's so easy. I don't know. I, like I said, I've always, I'm a night hawk. But I, I was like, holy shit. I have to be up at 7.30 a.m. on fucking Tuesday. Mm. I, 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 that's like, my, I, I got to be up. And how am I going to do that? And I just did it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I went to bed at like 1. You didn't have a practice day? No. no like not, the day before, no, wake no. up like an hour or two earlier? Nope. Nope. Okay, but how late did you stay up the night before? Uh, 1 a.m.? Were you, were you tired though, or did you force yeah. yourself? No, I was, I was able to get to sleep pretty easily. It's, okay. Yeah, it's not like once I say I'm going to bed, I'll be asleep within like 15 minutes tops. Jeez. And then I sleep all the way through. And then, this. And actually, I think I woke up at like five, and I went, no, 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 no. Actually, I checked the time. Went, no, I got two hours. <laughs> I went back, and I just closed my eyes, and then Lauren woke me up. I went, there we go. This fucking guy. <laughs> You, you could, like, teach classes or it's, something. It's a construct, RJ. Well, I, I mean, I did see I did see some kind of, like, microbiology thing about, like, people who uh, prefer to stay up late and people who wake up early. And they do have, like, there's, like, a difference in their cells and stuff like that. So there's, like, there's a biological thing to that where it's in your DNA or something. Like, some people like sleep or waking up early and some people like staying up at late. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? So you were staying up till four a.m. Hey, yeah. I was staying up till like one, and I was—I felt like I was living on edge. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, "Look at me! I'm being so bad." That's what I said to myself. I, I, what is going on with these images? I don't know, man. That's just—I uh, sent Jared the Criterion Creeps Rule Thirty Four, and uh, it, it just wasn't quite what I expected it to be. Some of these just look like stills from a a David Lynch short. Yeah, they might be. Oh, they might be. Here, I'll post this into yeah, do the it. Creeping Stench. Yeah, that's where it belongs. It, that's where it belongs, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and we'll see how people react to that. Okay. All right. All right. And I'm going to sneeze and continue with the email. Put it in there raw. RJ. Yeah.
I did. I unmuted. Good. So you can hear it. Did you hear it? I did. Okay. I was wondering. Uh, my nose uh, too. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I heard, well, I'm hearing that. <laughs> what? You said put it in raw. <laughs> oh, I thought you said I'm muting. I went, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to mute, and then you said put it in raw. So I went, okay. So I unmuted so that I could sneeze. Oh, I see. I was trying to follow your orders. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. For the first it's time okay. you've ever listened to me. This is a free podcast. Cre- okay. Creep within the creep. Uh-oh. Oh, man. At long last, I started the infamous Henry V, 1944. Uh-oh. It is hard enough to get into Shakespeare in the first place, so it is especially distracting when they tell you to use your imagination, but then go and show people goofing around backstage as they get ready to perform. Hopefully the battle parts later on are worth it. Well... Let me tell you, they ain't. I mean, there's a reason it's been the bottom of the bottom for a long time. Well, it's, it's, I mean, it's not even like the worst of the worst, but boy, that movie left a left yeah. a mark. Just kind of like not my jam, man. No. no. I think Picnic at Hanging Rock was the biggest case where I dug a criterion that you guys were not on board with. So can you recall a movie you were anxious to see but sucked and one that you thought was going to blow but ended up being a banger? I don't know. Yeah, that's a tough one. I think anything that's popular we usually dislike. Not because we're we're assholes, but it's just we don't really buy get why people are so hot and horny for it. Like what? Yeah. Like give me an example. I don't know. What's your example? Uh any A twenty four film? Ah, uh, not any. There's some pretty good ones too. Yeah. <clears throat> any Ari Aster film? Ooh. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I ch- a good ch- healthy chunk of A24 movies, and it's not that we don't like them. It's just like ah, oh, it was fine. And then people people get mad. They're like, "What do you mean you don't like Portrait of a Woman on Fire <laughs> or Lady?" And even then, uh, it's like, yeah, the movie is fine, but because I didn't absolutely like cream in it. Oh, you know what movies? You know okay. I mean? You know, movie just like I had heard how much fun it was and like how entertaining it was and how much Guardians off. of the Galaxy. No, it was like oh. that movie's like mid, right? But oh, okay. Fast Five, that movie fucking sucks. I mean, I imagine the majority of that series after two or three is probably not very fun. Right? Uh, people like that Fast Five. They were, no, that movie made a lot of money, a lot, oh. a lot of money, but. Yeah, too bad. I think that's one on my list. Right, Mickey. Yeah, people were talking about that, and I, I figured it would achieve some level of uh, enjoyment. But man, no. <laughs> yeah, that's too bad. Let's look at one and a half star movies. Hmm. Hey, RJ. Uh, you, yeah. Have you gone around to Velvet Buzzsaw yet? Remember that? No. <clears throat> I probably won't watch it either. That's a shame. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of new horror. Freaky. That was a movie I gave one and a half stars. Oh, um, yeah, these aren't even movies. These are just movies that this is kind of changing the entire <laughs> question these ask, but it's like movies that I think people seem to like way more than me, but mm. I thought were real disappointments. Uh, or, or, or say worse uh, than you'd expect. Oh, okay. Horns. Oh, yeah. I didn't mind horns. Yeah, I thought that was uh, pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Quite poor. And yeah, that's okay. Let's see here. He's not Joe Hill guy. He's no. not Joe Hill guy. Oh, how about how about Avengers, RJ? Uh, yeah. I mean, I I imagine if you watched any of those movies, 
some of them you'd go, that was fine. And then a lot of them you'd go, not for me. Not for you. And of course, there's a movie that we'll have to one day do as a as a special, I think. It's, no, we won't. Uh, a little film starring uh, one of our, our favorite co-hosts on this podcast, Bagul. A, a, a movie called Sinister. Why would we have to do that? I think it's. I think. I think we are. We owe it to Bagul. Uh, he owes us. He's taken countless years of of our lives. Yeah. Countless. Yeah. But countless. We, I feel like we've benefited from him as well. Yeah. Sometimes. It's kind of like an M Night Shyamalan film. I mean, his early stuff, maybe. 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 Uh, funny games can be mine. Yeah. Because I think that movie absolutely fucking blows, but people seem to love that thing. They're oh. they're there for it. A lot of people are. Yeah. I don't really. I don't know. I, I've I've gone over it many times, but I think that movie just stinks. Movies I love that people hate. Mm. I don't know. I don't have that. I don't think I have that ultra of tastes. What about um, uh, what about uh, Sister Act? Wow, uh, back in the habit. I don't want to be uh, you know, stealing your thunder there, RJ. I mean, I wouldn't even. I, got know, two. I wouldn't even know about Sister Act two back in the habit oh, without okay. you. So I mean, you could say Gummo or Happiness. Oh, those are those are two movies you those, love. Those are pretty well celebrated films, though. Besides me, are they? They are. No, yeah. are they very beloved? <laughs> Are they? Yeah. Everyone loves them. Okay. Yeah, sure. All right. Sure. I bet you I'd have more luck with uh, four-star movies. That you like? Yeah. That There's probably people who don't like four. I think four-star movies is like, uh, there's a bit more subjectivity. Yeah. I really like Vanilla Sky, but it doesn't seem like anyone else likes that movie. Oh, they did, though. I didn't like that movie that much when I first saw it, but I think a lot of people did, so. They just don't anymore? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's been years since I've watched it, but I always like that show. I always thought it was pretty good. Ah, I'm going to go by popularity, four stars. That's a trick. Uh oh. That's a good trick. Mm-mm-mm. I bet one of Jarrett's four star films that he absolutely loves is going to be uh, Il Posto. <laughs> it's in the Criterion Collection. How obscure could it be? It is in the Criterion Collection. Allegedly. Allegedly. What else we got in here? Oh, Jarrett. I don't know. I don't know. Cold clock in movies is hard to do. Yeah. You know? It's tough. Tough. You know, man. You know, man. Encino, man. I gave that movie four stars. That's pretty cool. Bad. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Well, that's that. Onward and forward. Uh, ooh, double goat movie question of the week. Uh-oh. I have The Sting coming up on my list of best pictures. I still need to rewatch and review. So do you like any movies from Paul Newman and Robert Redford? For Redford, I would go with All the President's Men. And for Paul Newman, I would go Cool Hand Luke. But I should check him out in Towering Inferno. Oh, Paul Newman's awesome. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I like Cool Hand Luke quite a bit. I like when he eats all those eggs. Yeah. Who doesn't like when he eats all those eggs? You know what I mean? All those eggs. (laughs) All those eggs. Who could forget about him in HUD? HUD. Hey, HUD. I haven't. HUD's awesome. You know? 
I know. I haven't seen it, but I know. Bud. Uh, Jared's going to say he's a big slap shot guy because he's Canadian and he, he likes a good hockey film. There you go. There's RJ's yeah. pick. Well, no, I, I'm a, I like the eggs. Yeah. HUD's the eggs. good. Uh, Hustler's good. Mm-hmm. What else? Oh, I think the outrage was just not great. That's like his, it's a Western he's in. That was a letdown. Oh, there's a hombre. Ombre? Ombre, which I gave four stars to RJ. Ooh, I was to take your uh, your word for it. No, uh, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. Eh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's better than the uh, than the Sting. But you know it's better. Than, what about? But I, I prefer Sting. Sting the wrestler yeah. or Sting the singer? Sting. Well, you take your pick. Oh, okay. The man. Man called Sting. He's a, which one? He's a theme song. Sting. I know, but they don't tell us which one. Well, it is. You you know oh. who. But who's singing that song? Who who's most likely to rip off the crow? Or Joker. I think maybe Sting the singer. Of, of the... Have you ever listened to a police song? Well, I have. And then there's well, post police sting. Think about that song, Everywhere You Go, I'll Be Watching You. Is that not the crow? Every move you make, every step you take. Be a son of a sex predator. It's your words, not mine. And okay. Robert Redford is fine. Well, who could forget his appearance in Captain America, the Winter Soldier? Mm-hmm. Like, who could? Infamously, his best. His best. <laughs> I mean, it was all working toward that moment. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of people say the natural, or they'll say something that's made up, like, out of Africa. <laughs> Let's go with Charlotte's Web. How's that sound? Sounds great. All right. All right. We did I'll, it. I'll just go with McCabe and Mrs. Miller. Okay. Yep. Actually, that doesn't even have Robert Redford in it. That's Warren Beatty. What am I talking about? What the hell are you talking about? He's he's all bearded. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's wrong bearded man. Let's see here. Are you Robert, even part of this podcast? Robert Redford. Let's see here. Uh, I know where you are? I don't know. He's probably... One of those stars that I care the least amount about. Wow. Yeah. Could you imagine if he was listening to this, if he was a fan of this thing, and then you're like, he's one of the guys I care well, the least well, about. Well, even even like uh, the iconic Jeremiah Johnson, uh, which we all have seen Jim. in in, uh, yeah. in GIF form. but Who hasn't? Yeah, I don't know about this guy. You know what I mean, though? What if that guy was listening and you said, and you said the, those harsh words? And tell him to try harder. Wow, he still got time. Wow. Oh, I know your I your I know what your favorite is. You love Spy Game, don't you? Uh, I I did like Spy Game when I watched it when I was like twelve. Mm-hmm. Like that or so. Like that Brad Pitt well, directed by Tony also, Scott. What's that? Yes. What's that other movie where he's in like a prison with James Gandolfini? <laughs> the Last Castle. Yeah. I saw that in theater. Yeah, I watched that movie when I was like 12, too, and I was like, yeah. I don't get it. Uh, yeah, that came out the same year. Oh, yeah, that was a good year for uh, okay. Red Well, it came out in 2001. So, what, were you like 11? Well, I watched it on video. So oh, year you, later, you see? on VHS or DVD? VHS, likely. Mm. I don't know, maybe it was DVD. Pretty fancy. Maybe. 
You remember James yeah. Gandolfini uh, whining in the Lost Castle? Yeah, because of his mini- miniature city or something. Or what did he do? He made models of like old war. Yeah. Yeah. See, I remember that movie. I remember that yeah. movie. I remember that movie. Bad. I got it. I got Not it. Bad. I got it. Foodie talk. What was oh. the last surprisingly great food you bit into? For me, it was this patty melt I got at a sports bar recently. I typically don't much uh, care from, or sorry, I, I typically don't expect much from Carolina Ale House, but everything was on point with this sandwich, including the perfect toast. Plus, I was super hungry and enjoyed some steak nachos as well. Are the, is there steak on nachos, or are the nacho chips made of steaks? Good question. You'd have to check with the Carolina Ale House. So, RJ, what's the last yeah. uh, great food you ate out of the uh, air fryer? Uh, <clears throat> nothing new. So, I, like, I knew how that stuff was all going to taste. There's, I don't think I get surprised by good food that often. I get surprised a lot by bad food. Food I eat that I go, holy fuck, this tastes like shit. And then, you know, bleh, spit it out. Mm-hmm. Happens every day. Every day. You just, you uh, just no bite way. into food and bleh. <laughs> bleh. I say, this tastes like shit. And I spit it right out. Right out. Um... I don't know. We made eggs Benedict on uh, over Christmas, and that was really good. I knew how that was going to taste, though. But it, does that count? It wasn't surprising. No, it wasn't surprising. I knew ex- we we do that over Christmas all the time. We we do big breakfast day, so we made some eggs Benedict, some pancakes, and stuff, and it was good stuff. But I knew exactly okay. what I had, what I was in for. You know what I mean? I have to think about it. I have to think about this. Um, one last random question. So part of the reason I've been so sleepy today is because I not only struggled to sleep last night, but I woke up with heartburn an hour early and struggled to ignore it and, uh, didn't go back to sleep. This is also what I tend to do if I have to pee while sleeping in a tent while winter camping. So do you guys try to sleep through discomfort or are you guys up in a, uh, up an atom from the moment you open your peepers each day? Tell me about your peepers, RJ. I you'll keep my peepers out of your mouth. Uh, will will style. I was gonna say something else. Um, no, I, I always try to fight through it, but it only lasts for so long. You know, everyone does that. Where you're like, do I gotta go to the bathroom? I don't know. I'm gonna try to sleep a bit, and you might sleep for five minutes. Maybe this maybe again. this will pass. Yeah, yeah. Once or twice it has, but I mean, usually it wins out. But I. I, you do fight it for like 10 minutes as you wake up and get enough strength to to run to the toilet. Until that. Because then it's an emergency. Until the stabbing pain won't let you uh, continue to sleep. Or not even the pain, into the point where you might have to move your houses because of what's about to happen. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Buy a new mattress get, like, anyway. A new family. Get a new family. Yeah, definitely a new family. Yeah. How are you going to recover from that? You shit your pants right all, all over your, your partner? What, what are you going to do? What else is new? What are you going to do? Well, I mean, yeah, but there's uh, there's times when it's allowed and there's times when it's not. <laughs> we went to an all-you-could-eat seafood buffet and then I shit the bed like crazy. She would probably leave. Yeah. And probably rightfully so because yeah. it's something what, I did like what, of my own. What, what, if, what if, okay, what if, what if you were traveling? I think that's okay. I think that's fair game. But again, if we were traveling somewhere and then we went to a seafood buffet and then I really overdid it and then I shit my pants all everywhere, yeah. 
and she'd probably be a little bit upset. Yeah, but well, I mean, uh, but if it was just normal or t normal TD, you know, like traveler's diarrhea, that, like normal. That's when you. That's, TD? That's, that's when you take her by the hand and say, "Hey, babe, tomorrow's another day." Say, as you're covered, as you're, as you're, all. as you're covered in shit. I think normal TD is expected because that hits everybody in all sorts of different ways. You drink the water out there in different cities, diarrhea with without a, without a chance. I guarantee it. And like, I mean, if I was sick and I did it, she, I don't think she'd probably be like a little bit like disappointed, but I don't think she'd hold it against me. You know, like if I was like really sick, like couldn't move and it was coming out of everywhere. She probably wouldn't like get too mad at me. When's the last time you shit your pants? Oh boy, I feel like this comes up way too often. Did I ask you that last week? I feel like it's been a few weeks. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I haven't got a good answer. I, I guess you haven't. Thanks for the time, J Dog and R Drizzle. Best from Big J Money Money Peterson. Oh, okay. Hit dollar Thanks, sign and money in, as word. Oh, yeah. Those have a pronunciation. You have to, you have to use those. I see. Kaching. Keegan Day, Ooh. an email entitled Revolutionary Idea. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jizza and Rija. R- Rizza? Well, it's R-J-A. Oh, okay. So, Riga? Riga. Riga? Rija. Like oil, like an oil rigger? It could be Riga. Jizza. Riga? Riga. Yeah, Riga, Jizza, Rizza. We're part of the Wu-Tang Clan now. Oh, shit. Everything works. The Creep Clan. I was listening to RJ talk about his little robot game on his PS5, and it gave me a pretty good idea for your show. First, use some of the scraps of the Patreon cash pile to get a second PS5 for Jizzer, then add each other as friends. Next, hop into a Fortnite or Call of Duty game with your mics on. This is now where you guys will record the show, and uh, any other gamers in your lobby can then be guests who can share their gamer opinions on Italian neorealism. P.S. Go on Letterbox and search all Alfred Hitch Penis to find some real comedians. Um, why would anyone say that? You know what, what, I mean? did, what did uh, Big Al ever do to anybody? I know, other than try to entertain. I don't think Jared would want a PS5. I think he'd rather have minis. It's true. Yeah. So I we just we can't uh we can't take that from him. That's right. It's too important. No. Too important, man. So anyways, um that's not gonna happen. <laughs> I don't want people to listen to me while I'm gaming. Do you know the sounds I make? Oh Jared's heard the sounds I make while I'm eating. Do you have any idea what it like what that intensity is cranked up to? When I'm controller flexing the shit out of something because I'm tense. Hmm? You ever hit the controller flex, Jarrett, when you're playing Donkey Kong? You just go... Ugh. Well, you can just hear it creaking yeah. under your hands because oh, yeah. you're so stressed out. You're mm-hmm. going to break the shit out of it. Oh, yeah. Scary, scary stuff. Mark Silvestri writes... Who? The comic book ar- artist? I know. All giallo'd out. Hey, creeps. Uh-oh. Last week, you both mentioned that you were mostly cool on Giallo. I recently went on a, G- on a Giallo kick watching 52 films, some rewatches, over the last three months to bring my overall total to 83 scene. This led to some serious burnout, and I doubt I will watch another for at least a few months. Man, that's all. A few months? I thought the burnout was going to be ever. 
Like I'm done. Yeah. Forever. Like I'm never watching an Eric Romer movie ever again. That was six. Yeah, exactly. Six too many. While I'm generally a fan of the genre, there's definitely diminishing returns as you make your way through the staples and into the more obscure examples, many of which border on softcore porn with gore. For every classic like What Have You Done to Their Daughter or to Your Daughters, The Red Queen Kills Seven Times and Don't Torture a Duckling, there's bottom shelf stuff like Crazy Desires of a Murderer, The French Sex Murders, and The Seducers. Although The Seducers has a real Jarrett approved goat scene with Edwidge uh, Fenich. Are there any Giallo films that you genuinely enjoy, or are they all mostly underwhelming? Have either of you ever burnt yourself out watching a single genre almost exclusively, Criterion Project excluded? Thanks, and have a great show, Mark. Uh, <clears throat> there's lots of good Giallos. There's just also lots of bad Giallos. Yeah. I can't really list them all, but there's lots of good ones. There's lots of bad ones. And then, uh, <clears throat> do we ever burn ourselves out? Yeah, every every May. Every May, we we usually ruin something for ourselves forever. Like, other than the Criterion stuff, so we're pretty much just ruining enjoyment of ourselves, so that we're pushing ourselves into more and more niche hobbies like minifigs mm-hmm. and um, anything excessive gaming. Anything but uh, anything watching but movies. doing what we started this for so well i'm just looking at my uh, last i don't know 10 giallos that i watched and uh mostly it's like three stars a uh, piece mm-hmm. uh but yeah there's like i don't have giallos the, 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 so the, the further like the further i go back like 10 years ago though i watched a lot of different ones and there's a, a lot of two and a halfs uh going around a lot of twos twos two and a halfs there's no outright bad ones but even like the great ones i sometimes find like just okay I'd have to rewatch Don't Torture a Duckling because I thought that was just all right. A, a Lizard in a Woman's Skin I really liked. Um, yeah. I've been wanting to rewatch New York Ripper, but I haven't got around to it. But yeah, I've never cared about Be a Blood. What about Deep Red? Deep Red. Yeah. More like deep shit. Or just right? shallow p- pink. Shallow. Ooh. What about just Argento in general? <sighs> take Take or yeah. leave, mostly. I mean, there's there's yep. Suspiria. What an experience that is to see in theater, RJ. Um, oh man, I wish I I've always wanted to do that. It's something that has always been on my list, my bucket list, and um, I wish one day I might get the opportunity. One day, one day, one one day. But I don't know. I I've, I feel inadequate in responding to this because I think if you just look up like a Giallo, you know, top ten, just watch those. I don't think there's any like real. I mean, probably one of the better ones I've watched is Amsterdam, and that's not even Italian. Yeah. Yeah, what about the editor, Jerry? Whoa. For Giallos. Garbage. I know you're... Well, come on. Don't don't be too harsh. I know you're... Those are good Canadian boys. Awful. Good Canadian boys, Awful. Jerry. They're from Winterpig. No. <laughs> Short Night of Glass Dolls is all right. And, uh, of course... Is that from Astron 6? Uh, nope. It sure oh, okay. isn't. I was a fan of... Uh... Beyond the Darkness, which I believe RJ gave two and a half stars. Call and with, Did you with, see my with re- the review more like Beyond the Dumpness? <laughs> Man, I was still smoking them even years ago. That was 2014. Holy shit, I had it. I still got yeah, it. You got baby. the magic. I still got it. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a fan of the Giallo pastiches. Even like Barbarian Sound Studio. 
I never watched that. Yeah, don't bother. I don't, I don't think. I can't remember. No. Yeah. Okay. I guess our takeaway here is don't watch movies anymore. Don't. Just don't do it. Yeah. Just buy a minifig. Do a minifig. Any minifig. Yeah. Right? No. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. You're telling Holy me. Holy shit. Okay. Hmm. Uh, Rob Eagle. Oh. New year. Here we go again. Hello, creeps. Ooh. And a happy new year to all my compatriots out there in creepdom. Last week, you mentioned Subway. Let me tell you. Uh, yeah. Subway is my absolute least favorite place to get something to eat in a hurry. Picture yeah. the scene. Me and a pal decide, well, he decides to go to Subway, despite the fact that we're late for work. We're queuing patiently in the line. I'm already grumpy because I know what will undoubtedly happen. Above us are neon signs, clearly showing every sandwich option available, so clearly illuminated they can be seen from the space shuttle. And yet, they're completely ignored by the morons in front of us, who'd much rather look at their phones or gaze slack-jawed at some random person walking by the window. Or maybe they're distracted by a bumblebee. See, Rob Eagle, you're going against everything we've ever heard about the English and queuing. That's true, I thought they were masters at queuing. Yeah. Not a wasted minute. Even, uh fake British person, Oliver Granger, was, like, uh, celebrating your ability to queue. And here you are, bl- <laughs> blowing the lid off of it. Not anymore. I'll tell you that much. And, yeah. Not anymore. Laptop. Either way, when it comes to them finally having to actually decide what they want, it's like a math test nobody told them about. The agonies I witnessed them going through. Guys, have you seen Sophie's Choice? I have not. It was like mm-hmm. that, only sandwich-related. If Subway was around in 1984, Mel Street would have had a lot more comp- competition for Oscar. Once the problem of what filling they wanted was finally resolved, filling, there awaited the Gordian knot of what bread they choose. Followed by the... See, isn't that the first thing they ask is the bread? Yeah. They, say, the f- what, like, they say, what do you want? Yeah, this is... What kind of bread you pro- want? What, 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 what are the British Subways doing? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> You get that out of the way first, because they're going to be because so here in Kanata, mm-hmm. uh, they ask what bread you want. That's number one, and then um, and then they take your whatever it is, like you want meat or meatballs There's... or what have you. There's like a base level sandwich that they build, and then you get all your your toppings because it goes on top. It's not filling the sandwich. There's two ways to do it. You can go in there and say that you want. Uh, a foot long Italian herb and cheese with turkey and bacon. Or you that sounds. Say, you sound like you've said this before. Or you can go in there and you can say, "I'd like a turkey bacon on Italian herb and cheese, twelve inches." You can do it either way, but make it fast, make it efficient. Am I right, Jarrett? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And ha- well, have I done that before? I'd rather not say. Followed by the equally not naughty problem of whether to supersize it, leading to the moment- momentous. Uh, challenge of what cookie they'd prefer and let's not forget what kind of pop and then of course they're they're taken totally by surprise that they'll be required to pay ah yes let's see if i have a purse somewhere at the very bottom of my bag i have slung over my shoulder and this is in gigantic caps i've never seen rob eagle deploy such large uh large letters before jesus christ i said i've bought cars quicker than this a stony silence fell upon the place. Yet, years later, I still make no apologies. Despite the fact my pal told me, Rob, I will never go into a subway with you. I get that a lot. Regards, R.O. Beagle. I mean, there's a lot of places I wouldn't go with Jarrett, but it's not because of the food ordering. 
Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There. Oh, there, I think there was a little bit of confusion. Speaking of uh, us eating at places and food ordering, um, there was the, the, the Lethbridge death reel. Oh, I'm sorry. Creepsville death reel. Oh, Jared. Uh, about uh, all the fine restaurants uh-huh. that have gone under since the last video a year ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, there was an Arby's uh, that was uh, yeah. mentioned, so the Deep South location. And I believe uh, maybe it was uh, Mark Silvestri, fellow uh, Canadian, yeah. uh, saying, is that the Arby's? And I believe Sugarhead said yes. And it's like, I, no, I, no I, Sugarhead. I, it's, yeah, I think he was a little bit, uh, it was a bit of a miscommunication because um, I know where Sugarhead works. I don't want to say why, but he where he worked was beside that Arby's. So for him, that was his Arby's. But Jarrett and I, when we attend <laughs> fine dining Arby's, it's did, uh, did, what does he work at A and W? Well, I don't want to say Jarrett. <laughs> it's just trade there secrets, buddy. Yeah, yeah. trade what, secrets. What, what, There's what, a Domino's what, over there. I mean, you, you, are you? Uh, so yeah, my question there, I guess, is like, do people at A and W would they go over to the Arby's? Yeah, the and the Arby's people would go to the NW. No. Just like Pizza Hut people getting Domino's and Domino's Pizza Hut getting mm-hmm. pizza. And there was a grocery store back then, too. Yeah, Sobeys. Back, back when. Been a vacant building for like eight <laughs> years. We were driving around last week, like just running around getting stuff like we went to Costco and shit. The amount of vacant buildings in Creepsville is sh- like shattering. I don't know what I mean by that. It is, it's know. shocking, is what I mean. Ah. How many vacant buildings we have? They're just everywhere throughout the entire city. Like, when's the last time you drove around on the south side near that Costco area? Uh, it's been a couple months. Every, yeah, no, no, it's been a mobile month. Every other building is vacant and they're just sitting there. Like that place that was East Side Mario's. And uh, <laughs> like that, that, that thing's been empty for like 12 years, just sitting yeah. there or it was, it was Browns or uh, I don't know. It was some, it well, was there some was also, uh, there was like, well, there was a, a Tony Roma's and Tony East Roma's Mario's. was there. And, and I think they're like, I think they're like both owned by the same people. And then the Tony they, Roma's lives, but in a just, different location. Right. But they we moved, never, they moved down the street. We never got East side Mario's back. I wanted that free bread, unlimited bread, Jarrett. <sighs> Man. You know, Basically. anyways, it's a uh, it's alarming how many uh, empty buildings there are in this in this fair city. What are you going to do to take back this city? I got an idea. You going to start some restaurants? I got a I got a bunch of quarters that I put into a sock. <laughs> going to go then Bruce what? Willis on uh, Death Wish on them. Not Bronson <laughs> Death Wish. Bruce Willis Bruce Death Willis Wish. Oh, oh, no. You know what happened in that one? Uh, all I know is uh, it's, a, it's a dangerous thing to be mentioning Bruce Willis these days. Why? Because he's got an uh, incurable yeah. illness. Yeah, and he, he might not be with us very much longer. And he, I didn't maybe... say anything. I didn't say anything. Oh, oh but, no, no, not that. No, see, no, see, you've, you've. It's like you loaded the gun by mentioning it on the <laughs> podcast, and it's going to be like a psychic bullet fired across the cosmos right into him. And, and and we'll say it's got your name written on it. Well, I mean, we we do have some uh, we do have some hits. A recent miss of Jarrett's was uh, 
Jared almost took out Hawkeye a couple days ago. That one was <laughs> wow. How's that on me? When was the last time Jeremy Renner was mentioned on this podcast? It's not. It's not the. It's not the recency of it. It was the tone it's in a... which you've talked about him and his acting <laughs> previously. Well, you know, that's one thing. But I don't know if I want snowmobiles falling on people. Uh, which, yeah, I don't uh, think anybody wants I'm, that. I'm. 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 I'm glad your uh, posts didn't go any further. Say. my post yeah your yeah post no i was I, I was just alerting people of the news yeah that's all i do on the discord yeah i'm just and then and then the the depths of like oh oh yeah and but i mean we're gonna we're getting ahead of ourselves with the news mm-hmm. there's always things happening so we got you gotta be careful when you're talking about celebrities on this podcast max landis their lives are in our hands rj max landis Toby Keeble, <laughs> Sam Worthington. Oh, oh. RJ, stop it! I'm just naming uh, people that are in the industry. Is this your Deadpool? No, no. Okay. One last email. Yep. From Kim. Uh, Whoa. no, 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 no. Why no, listen to the podcast? I I asked you about females earlier, and I believe you said no. Or is I Kim did. potentially a male? Uh, uh... You, I didn't say no. What? I didn't say no. Oh my god, this whole thing has been swerved. I also, think I might have said. I think I might have said. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I know you're just so used to hearing the no <laughs> that you just heard the no. That could be the uh, which, which the uh, sounds like grounds. <laughs> I think that's also uh, it'll be your first line of defense in the inevitable trial. It's just so in there. You see, Jared. <laughs> The, the, the people versus Jorge Bellagio. Uh, what do the people know? He just he just stopped hearing the no, and he just heard all no all the time. Well, again, so it's like gotta... what, they go, wait, what? <laughs> that doesn't excuse any of it. I just all I gotta say is, what do people know? Look at what people have done over history. You know, you know. So all Kim, right. if this is their real name, okay. Uh, why I listen to the podcast. Hi, creeps. During last week's podcast, I was beckoned to write in to explain why I listen to the podcast. Um, I enjoy the uh, quotidian banter. I appreciate the discussions about food and the detailed elaboration of perplexing social situations. Yes, there are several ongoing struggles that arise in discussion that cannot help but keep listeners tuning into this highly acclaimed movie podcast, such as Jarrett's perception of the imminent threat that he will lose access to five containers of hot sauce per taco time burrito. Yes, and RJ's fear that the infamous woman will sit on his soda in a movie theater again. Those two things are probably among the most frequent concerning predicaments that haunt discussion on Criterion Creeps. There are more subtle but recurring dilemmas about spiders, hygiene breaches, strange colleague behaviors, mm. garbage, and strong but ambivalent feelings about overalls. It wouldn't be yeah. the same either without the emails and the listeners who write them. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like you get to know them a little bit through the messages, which have initiated some very funny moments. But another thing that I really like about the podcast is that I always have a library of a million hours of Jared's voice available at any time. See, RJ, it's this, it's that radio voice that you were talking about. I, uh, I can't 
I can't, uh, I can't in good conscience agree with that. I think that's, if anything, that's cause for panic. That millions of hours of Jarrett's voice are now Out being there. beamed into outer space. <laughs> you could get blown up tomorrow. It's true, and then and then some, uh, some I don't know, some uh, shuttle where I got. Like say, a, yeah, a space pod sent like 50 years ago, it'll pick up on it and then it'll fuse. Mm-hmm. And, and it'll, you know. They say, This is your fault, Jizz Dog. Yeah, I am Jizz Dog. <laughs> Miniature figures and it spins into the sun. No, it'll turn people all, it'll, it'll turn all life into minifigs. Oh. Oh, Following Creeps listener email tradition, I should oh. be asking a question at this point. First, a preamble. As noted last week, I am in the undesirable situation in which the movie Better Watch Out has been identified as basically my one and only movie pick. And on an internationally acclaimed podcast, no less. That's true. That that situation was particularly bad because I want to endear myself to the family, but the consequences of Better Watch Out remain to be seen. Jarrett smirked at me several times during this ordeal and twice said out loud, Why do you like this movie so much? Yeah, better watch out. <laughs> I stopped because I, I heard the dick. Okay. That was a long one. That was a long one. Mm-hmm. Jared smirked at me several times during this ordeal and twice said out loud, why do you like this movie so much? Obviously, I need solace through shared misery. My question is, have you ever unwittingly subjected others to a particularly bad movie or event of some kind? What was it? Did the others politely try to endure it? And how did you deal with the situation? More questions. Should I embrace this accidental identification of myself with Better Watch Out? Or should I try to fix it? What movie should I recommend next time? Well, I think the biggest thing is that it's going to have to wait until next Christmas. Which That's is... true. The That's 11 months. Unless I, I'd say the only way she, she could probably redeem herself is if she uh, pitches the Zeffirelli uh, um, Jesus movie for Easter. Oh, I think I think that would be. You, I you thought you were say Ro- Ro- Romeo and Juliet. No, 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 no. I don't know anything about that. I just know about the Zeffirelli uh, Jesus of Nazareth, um, mm-hmm. which is a great uh, Easter pick. No, no other reason I'm thinking about that that guy. Not no at other all. reason. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you lean into it or not. Like uh, speaking from a global like a celebrity standpoint. Yeah. Uh, I do know that um, I think it is better to lean into it than to fight it. Cause uh, based on comments I've seen, you know, on the internet, um, people sometimes didn't like things that we did. So we did them more. And then look, those people aren't here now. So it worked out fine. You know, people don't always like, uh, <laughs> what, our, what, did you, what did you do to them? <clears throat> rather not say they're mm-hmm. listening to a different creeps or criterion podcast did you take them on place. a dump run <laughs> well dear it. uh dump runs you can't do a dump run in the winter time it's too risky it's way mm-hmm. too risky buddy yeah. you want the, the, the ground's so hard it's so hard you want to get stuck out there at the dump not at uh, all 
No, but yeah, I think you got to lean into it. That's like when people were, when we used to get hate, it's like I said, we've chased them all away now. But when people would yell yeah, at everyone's, us. Well, right now, I think the only time it ever creeps up is on the YouTube every once yeah. in a while. Yeah, which is, it's fine. But whenever we get it on there, it's something that has already been acknowledged. We know that we do it or we do it now because of a joke. And <laughs> I, so, and it continues to annoy new people. But people who have been here for a long time understand that. The unwitting subject, uh, subjection is this podcast event. Yes. Well, it's like someone who drops in on episode 250 and is like, he's to like, listen to their, to, well, to listen to their favorite movie, which is the uh, one that we decided to go hardest on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, someone mm-hmm. was really mad about lower depths, I think. Uh, Yeah. And I, I mean, uh, we've mentioned I mean, before, you didn't like on. those. I was fine with them. So it's not like we both hated them. But I, I mean, but I'd say first I was worst. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, well, so far, we should say. So, so far. So far. Uh, I mean, in terms of being the better watch out person or having mm-hmm. something else, I don't know, when's the next major major holiday or event that uh, there's going to be a gathering of minds to watch a movie? Well, usually it's a, it's a Christmas thing only. So I guess next year. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what's, so what's the Christmas pick? Uh, I think I've heard, and I don't want to like, I don't want to speak other p- people's business, but I heard that there's going to be a, a Christmas horror movie, maybe getting released at uh, a theater sometime. Maybe it'll have a VOD by next Christmas, and it'll be oh. a Christmas themed horror film. So I'd say that's probably the yeah. watch. Does it yeah. have Yetis? It. Who's to say? Who's to say? Oh. Maybe okay. maybe there's Yetis, maybe there's turtlenecks. Is there Krampuses? Uh potentially. Ooh. Potentially. Yeah, potentially there could be a Krampus, there could be a Yeti. Maybe there's even a huge hot penis in that movie. I don't know. No. A huge hot dong. Perfect for family viewing. I can't believe they'll play that locally in a theater. Why not? Movie Mill, Movie Mill would play whatever if you rent they, out the theater, they, right? They like local big huge dong. What other dong is better than a, a local no. big huge no. one? I'll have to write a letter to the Binning family. Well, you 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 give them my number five. Mm-hmm. You give them my number. I'll talk to them five. directly. Yeah, it's fine. But I I'd say that's probably the one for next year. But uh, I'll I'll report back when uh in six to eight months. What was the other thing she said? Uh oh, it was the the questions were uh, about. Have you ever unwittingly subjected others to a particularly bad movie or event of some kind? Um, and what was it? And did the others politely try to endure it? And how did you deal with the situation? And then the other was, of course, the um, how to rectify a better watch out in the future. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I, I'll, t- I'll talk to her again in six to eight months with a dissolution to mm-hmm. that thing. But uh, I've definitely okay. watched like bad movies intentionally with people, but it was like, not uh not like what, i sprung it on them it was like yeah. we we all knew it was going to be bad so we oh see that's different together. there yeah no, i think that's very different so it's kind of like a bad movie that you you drop on someone because you know it's bad or a movie that's great and then they really really hate it like what i don't know that's that's the question has that ever happened or an event oh. rj where things went turned sideways um. Hmm. Hmm. And then, because you can, and you can tell, 
Oh boy. I mean, that's, I mean, I think that happens more often than not where it's like you're, you're <laughs> expecting something to happen and it's like, it's your idea to either go somewhere or do something. And then as soon as you get there, you go, this was not a good idea. And no. then you start to get dread about that. I think, I don't know if I told you, but we were, um, I think this was in the summertime. Uh, Andrew and I were going to go get breakfast and uh, I've never been to the IHOP, Jarrett, oh. the one in Creaseville. And I was like, man, I want to go try oh. IHOP. And she's like, all right. And we walked in the door and immediately I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. I was like, this isn't where I want to be right I, now. I, I really, I, I, yeah, that is definitely one of those places that um, I would be like, that's, that's not RJ's kind of place. No, no, I just, I wanted to see because I love breakfast. And I was like, I uh, know. yeah, I know. Like, and like we, we make big breakfasts on the weekends and stuff. And I get my breakfast fixed. It's just like, I, I, I was, I was looking for, it's like, Hey, we'll take it. We'll take the afternoon off. We'll go treat ourselves to someone else making breakfast. But as soon as I walked in, I was like, Ooh. I was like, this ain't, this ain't it. This ain't it. So we what, had to what, bail immediately. What was it in particular? I don't know. There was a really strange vibe in there. Like, uh, only was it, was it the weight? Uh, no it wasn't even full it was like only a quarter full but the lady at the front desk was like it was like uh it was like we only have one server here uh there's like five tables in there they're like it's gonna be a 20 minute wait and then i was kind of looking around and i was seeing what was coming out and i was like yeah i said we're gonna leave and she's like okay i don't know there's there was just something in the air you know you know mm -hmm. like when you can just taste it you go in somewhere and you go you know there's something bad here something's mm -hmm. off so there's just something off that day so we had a different breakfast and it was good but yeah i'm in that situation a lot where I, I go to a place and then i immediately regret it or um i get that with food a lot where i order food and then as soon as it get, is the order's done i go oh no say i didn't want that i wanted something else and that's too late too late showing someone something bad intentionally i don't know He's throwing them to the walls. Yeah. 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 I know Jared gets a lot of joy out of that, though. <laughs> he says, here you go. Here's a movie you're definitely going to love. And it's going to be something like... I don't know. Shit. <laughs> know, what I, know what I mean here? No. Yeah. I don't know what you mean. Was there, you mean. Do you have answers to those questions? Uh, for, for Christmas movies. Well, you know, there's this Christmas classic, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of, uh, it's called It's a Wonderful Life. It's a fantastic mm. movie. Just touching, thought provoking, covered on this podcast. I think she should stick with the Christmas horror. Okay. Yeah. Or, you know, you well, would... some, some might say that movie is a horror film. Oh, it is. It is probably. What about George that? Bailey. What about the Mel Gibson movie where he's Santa, but he's a gritty Ooh, Santa that sells man. guns? Oh shit! Yeah, that's right, George. Man, sounds like a real George Bailey. Well, George S. Scott Bailey, potentially. Yeah. You know about that guy? He's still out there. George C. Scott. Biding his time. Mm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Coming to yeah. get you. Well, you first, though. I've been putting your address out over over Telegram for years now, just hoping that one day it's yeah. gonna click. <laughs> Is that why I'm getting these unusual spam emails? Well, 
I don't want to say. I don't really want to say. From Costco. What about Costco? Smartwatch receive exclusive items, Jared Duncan. I don't know. I don't buy it. Or from that... Randy. No subject. Here's a link. Are you, definitely, are, definitely are you reading other emails? What are you reading? I'm reading my spam folder right now. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say, it's nice to hear from um, a uh, a person that we haven't heard from before. I don't want to assume they're a female. I, I can't mean, assume they, things. Yeah, they... I mean, Kim is a didn't... popular male name in uh, Korea. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, that, this Jarrett person she's talking about could be anyone. Well, see, you said she again, and I, I right. feel like you're, you're making an unbased judgment, man. Just All I got to say is just watch out. So whoever this person is, I, I, I appreciated the... Um, the whomever. whomever. Whomever this person could be, <laughs> I appreciate the, uh, the in-depth analysis of a globally recognized podcast. Um, mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's forgotten how internationally successful we truly are and um i think we need to remind people sometimes that uh we've changed the world what about the other emailers rj what about them those aren't first timers this is the first time i gotta you gotta you gotta treat the first timers right because as they said uh the emails are important and i do as we've mentioned before i believe with the discord the uh, emails are starting to dwindle but this was actually a good week we had a good turnout this week so we heard from comic artist Mark Silvestri. We heard from Jay Peterson. We heard from... Who else was there this week? Who else emailed in? Uh, Rob Eagle, Oliver Rob Granger. Eagle? Uh, no, not that one. Who's the other one? Oh, yeah, Rob Eagle Peterson. talked about Subway, Peterson, yeah. Silvestri. Not Granger. Um, yeah, good turnout. Good turnout. Good hustle. Good hustle out there, boys. Beautiful, beautiful. Thanks all. Hey RJ, what, yeah. what you been creep, what you been creeping on this week? Holy shit, Jared! I watched some stuff. The the gates of old men have opened up before you. Okay, so you have one movie, right? Uh, yeah. Or do you have some, more? I've got one movie. I got well, I've got a movie and a and a piece of art. To be dis- can be discussed. Okay. I was just seeing how how long or short I should go. I don't know. You you do. So you. I watched like seven movies. You do you. Okay. Well, I uh, I would I told you about or I talked about Stray, right? The cat game. Yes. I beat it. You, wow. Put Done. it down already. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm not working right now. So you I got, cleared it. You got an, and you. Wow. Nothing oh, but yeah. time, and I did. I I. I did everything that I could. I didn't rush through or anything like that. I uh, I dug my heels in and I really got after it. It was it was very good, Jared. Uh, I think it's a great game for the cat enthusiast and maybe someone who isn't a cat enthusiast, uh, but would maybe one day become cat enthusiast. It's got a good story. I'm sure they'll make it into an HBO series one day, uh, and um, I think that'd be pretty cool. So I'm done that one, Jared. It's good. Proud of you. There's a hard recommend from this this house. So, what anyways, else, what, what, anything else you've been playing? Uh, I started a new game. Oh, or not new. I started playing uh, The Last of Us. Oh, the PS5 rebuild in the new engine or whatever it is. You know, I, I saw something about how there might only be two seasons of that show. The Last of Us. Yep. 
Yeah, because they're not unless a new a third game comes out, they're just gonna. Mm-hmm. I think HBO maybe learned their lesson. Maybe. Maybe. I guess money is the lesson to be learned there. But uh, yeah. Yeah. did you know that comes out in like two weeks? That show. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. How how long is Last of Us to take to play? Uh, allegedly fifteen hours. So Stray was supposed to be six hours, and I took seven and a half. Uh, because it's but like, uh, they said the completionist was nine hours, so I was right in between completionist and then just the main playthrough. But uh, yeah, I I I glossed over it, but Stray Stray is pretty cool. I think uh, people would like it. But uh, Last of Us is apparently fifteen, and I played for two hours last night when Andrea went to bed. She goes to bed really early because she's working, and I'm not, so I stayed up and I went. So I will, I will report back. So far, it's pretty okay. good. So okay. far, it's pretty good. Um, what else we got here? Okay. I, I wa- We watched The French Dispatch, Jared. But, uh, oh, man. I don't know if I should talk about it because I think you will watch it one day. Yeah, I mean, I will eventually watch it. I mean, if minifigs didn't exist, I would have mm-hmm. watched it already. I, I know. Still- it was not the world we live in, but I guess I was waiting to see uh, how urgently should I get to this. There's no rush. Oh, I see. and I don't mean that in a, a good way or a bad way. There's it doesn't sound no good. It doesn't sound good. Um, all I'll say because I know I don't want to bias you or anything, but um, it's not the best. It's not the worst. What's say? So what's the worst for you of uh, Wes Anderson? Wes Anderson stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to rewatch it because I only watched it once, but I don't know if I was super hot on Moonrise Kingdom. That's my least favorite. But I, I would have to rewatch it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I all French Dispatch is somewhere in the middle, I'd say. For me. Okay, but, that's fine. I mean, because what what did did you see Isle of Dogs? No, that's uh, that's one of the only ones I, I haven't watched yet. Because I, I do want to watch with Andrew too, but uh, getting that uh, animation sometimes, you got to plan that out, you know? You know what, what I mean? How, how is it hard to pull off uh, stop-motion dogs and not wanting no, to No, I mean being in, being in the mood to watch stop-motion as, uh, as a family. That's not difficult. Well, maybe we'll watch it one day. It's yeah. on Disney. It is on Disney. I've seen that. Yep. Well, I will watch that one eventually gotta crank it out I'll crank you out how's that sound no thank you yeah i i mean you, you'll watch it obviously but uh i'd no. say you don't need to watch it this week or this month even just okay. sometime in <laughs> sometime in my sometime life in, in the next life and i don't know who knows like if if i'm underselling it to you right now maybe you'll go in and you'll be like this movie's amazing he was so wrong and i'll go yeah maybe but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so that was a movie I watched. Um, I uh, rounded out uh, some 90s films, Jarrett. I'll tell you about those really quickly. And then I think we have two things that we both watched. Mm-hmm. So uh, we watched uh, My Cousin Vinny to ring in the new year. You know about My Cousin Vinny, Jarrett? I have never seen it. No. Uh, you know, that is also available on Disney+. Plus. I bet it is. Yeah, I, I just I've seen bits and pieces of it on TV, but never watched it from start to finish. That's for sure. Well, I'd recommend for maybe your family Christmas next year. Mm-hmm. 
minutes to maybe watch my cousin Vinny. It is exactly how you would imagine it to be, and it kind of feels good. Is it a slam dunk? I don't know. Probably not. But how does uh, it compare? How does it compare to Trial and Error, starring Jeff Daniels, uh, Charlie Theron, and Michael Richards? I've never seen that, but I have seen Mississippi Burning. Oh. And uh, what's the uh, what's the one? Oh, I really like it with Sam Jackson and McConaughey. A, t- a, v- a time to kill. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen that courtroom drama. That one's really good. <laughs> what about Changing Lanes? Uh, I've seen uh, a good chunk of that movie, but I don't think I've watched it start to finish. So not quite like those. Not quite like those. Thought you were but, a big Ben fan. Uh, yeah. I mean, I am now. The nineties were a different time. You know what I mean? That they, that they were. Uh, my cousin Vinny's good, man. Like, uh, it hits the spot for. I mean, no one's gonna throw this on and be like, "What is this?" Like, you're watching that with intent, you know? You know, it's mm-hmm. like I want a movie that has this kind of vibe. Um, and uh, it made good on that. Some of the jokes actually still land pretty good. Like, they're still pretty funny. Some of it is dated, but not too much. Not too much. The only thing is that uh, it's a little long. I think it's like 150 or something. Or like 140. No, yeah, like 150. It's a little long. So it might be a two-watcher two for you, Jer. A two-watcher. A two-watcher, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of gabagool in that one. But good things. Uh, and then, absorb, you mean? Yes, yes. Uh, and then we went for a walk with uh, our good friends Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau. Oh, they for, came by? Yeah, just for a little winter stroll. For mm-hmm. no reason other than I was kind of like, um, after we watched My Cousin Vinny, I was like, man, I was like, when's the last time you watched Grumpy Old Men? And Andy was like, I don't know, like 20 years ago? And I was like, all right. <laughs> I was like, we should watch Grumpy Old Men. Um, which, uh, this is one of the fabled VHSs at my grandparents' houses was, uh, mm-hmm. Grumpy Old Men. It was one of the only, it was one of their, like, 12 VHSs they had, so this was yeah. a good one. Um, it wasn't but, too, uh, uh, too raunchy for the shelf? No, I mean, they, I think they would put it on maybe when the kids were playing, you know, because this movie actually is pretty raunchy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of sex in this movie, Jared. And then they're old, RJ. Well, you know who loves old people having sex? Uh, all all modern horror ultra auteurs. <laughs> I, uh, I I take they, it, they you, saw, it. you saw my review of Grumpier Old Men? Because <laughs> that one's yeah. even rawer and even sexier. Fuck yeah. But I was watching it and I was just like, like I'm I'm not even kidding. I, I think these are Ty West's favorite movies. And he was just like, man, wish I could get more senior citizens. I wish we could really get, go there. Yeah, he wants to be there, man. But, uh, yeah, I was actually kind of surprised uh, at how raunchy some of this movie was. Um, mostly from Burgess Meredith. Uh, he's got lines in the first one. I hit it with the spoiler tag, just, you know, just in case. But he, uh, you see Walter Matthau and um, uh, the, the girl. Jack Lemmon? Or... Uh, not Jack Lemmon. No. He's, like, going into the girl's house. Okay. The one that they're both trying to get in the first movie. They're trying to get. They're well, yeah, they're yeah, literally, they're trying to get. Um, and Burgess Meredith is like, looks like he's taking the skin boat to Tuna Town, and uh, Andrew and I both gasped. We were like, <gasps> we're like, oh my god, it was so vile, Jared. I guess, I guess the the the, the uh, woman they're trying to get 
Is Anne Margaret, I'm assuming? Uh, in the first one. And then in the second one, Criterion Creeps alumni, Sophia Loren. Did you know oh, that? Oh, shit. Yeah. And she's the hot new Italian going, oh. And she's insatiable, Jared. Insatiable. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. There's a lot of sex in these movies. And you see 84-year-old Walter Matthau getting boning down. It's pretty wild. Pretty wild. You kind of look like Walter Matthau a little bit. Wish. Wow. Uh, anyways, grump, the two grumpy old men movies, I got to tell you, Jared, they hold up timeless classics the mm-hmm. jokes still land it was way raunchier than i thought it would be and uh who doesn't like seeing some old guys uh playing hijinks on each other and then occasionally boning down going to tuna town so what would you call them lemmau or mathmon i think lemmau has kind of a ring to it but i think it's just because mathow kind of sounds like that also lemmau lemmau <laughs> lemmau uh, these are high quality films, Jura, is what I want to say. Can I give this an in depth analysis? Yes, but I think that would require its own episode of this podcast, like okay. a real, like a three four hour, kind yeah, of in depth, a real deep dive. Yeah, yeah. So after that, we watched the Odd Couple, which was a uh, Odd Couple's okay, because yeah. um, we just wanted some more of these guys kind of hanging and you know mm-hmm. seeing them young and like there's there's some good stuff in there. There's some good jokes, and then there's some stuff that's uh. Uh, it's very clear that Odd Couple is like um, like a Broadway show kind of thing, like a yeah. stage show, uh, which isn't bad. But, uh, you know, it's sometimes it makes for stilted like actions with people where they're not like it's not quite like natural, if that makes sense. Like some of the dialogue. I don't know. Or uh, theatrical. Odd... Yeah, it's theatrical. It's theatrical. As opposed to cinematic. Yeah. 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 But uh, Odd Couple is okay. I've, where where your money is, that's grumpy old men. That's what you want to be watching. Yeah, that's well, the takeaway. Where, where the money is is in uh, Walter Matthau's character's bank account. Because uh, in my review for Odd Couple was a uh, so he's a sports writer in New York City. Yep. And I was like wondering, I'm like, how much is his studio apartment cost? Oh, it's like, huge nowadays. It, okay, so my best guess when I uh watched that movie and like looked it up you know several years ago it was like oh this is like fourteen thousand dollars a month for like to rent this place and this is a sports writer in the 70s yeah or what late 60s early 70s it would have been like like, if you to now though it'd be like this is like a this was like today like in today's dollars this would be like a if you could imagine a sports writer paying fourteen thousand dollars a month a month yeah a month and it's like why would you do that yeah, and, uh, we, so I think that just made me like go, oh, New York, yeah, movie, movie, New York, because I don't know. I, obviously, New York had been had some ups and downs, but I'm like, even this place was like ridiculous for like this idea that this guy's like down and out, can't pay his bills. It's like, ah, oh, my ex-wife, she's draining me dry. <laughs> it's like alimony. you have no, you just alimony. It's like you can't afford to live the way that you're doing, sir. I think you're part of the problem. I'm gambling now. <laughs> Oh, I know. Oh, I know, Jared. I know damn well. Because we were watching it and we we're like, this apartment is nuts. It's huge. <laughs> nuts. Yeah. Never ending. Never ending. Yeah. But yeah, Odd Couple is okay. But uh, I do like, I think Grumpy Old Men are genuinely good movies. It's just two old guys playing jokes on each other, hiding fish in uh, each other's stuff. You know about hiding fish in places, Jared? Mm, no. 
You ever sla- uh, slipped the salmon somewhere where it didn't belong? Oh, Burgess, come on. <laughs> I think that was a line in this one, actually. And they're just kind of, they're fun to see as old men. Because he'll be like, hey, Stinky. And it's like, hey, dickhead. And they'll just kind of like walk to their cars. And you're like, yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. That's the way it really is. It's the way it is. That's the way it is. It's lovable. I recommend everybody get the yep. double, get the two part VHS of this. Still, still exists somewhere, I'm sure. And then Walter Matthau died. And that's sad. They're, yeah, dead. Uh, so, anyways, after or outside of that, uh, we watched White Noise. Oh, boy. Jared, do you, do you, did you read this book? I have read this book. Or okay, Jared. Um, I'll let you take it, but before uh, <laughs> why I, I, ha- I haven't read the book, okay. so I think you know more than me. But all I gotta say is, is ha- have you ever heard of Noam Chomsky? Uh, yeah, I know, okay. I know about, I know uh, Gnome Chomsky. Gnome Chomsky. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you tell me about white. What noise. about him? What I don't about know. Noam I Chomsky. Just, it's something I was thinking about when I was watching this movie. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems like an easy. So, what what wanted, what prompted you to want to watch White Noise on like day one of it coming out on Netflix compared to like other films that come out all the time? And this is the one you're like, yeah. Nothing other than it was on the banner of Netflix when we opened it. Yeah. And, and you uh, went, and you went two hours and fifteen minutes. I'm here for it. Well, it was uh, what it was on. Um, when did we watch this? Like. We were in that purgatory period between Christmas and New Year's, you know, mm-hmm. where like neither of us were working. We're just we're waking up like late in the day, just kind of putzing around eating sandwiches. Um, so we just opened up Netflix. It was right there. Uh, we saw um, Adam Driver and Greta Gerwig and we went. All right. So we just fucking threw it on. I mean, I had heard about it a little bit, too, but Andrew hadn't heard about it, but she just. She saw the actors in it, and it was just like, she was kind of, neither of us really had the energy to pick something, so as soon as we opened it and we saw that, it was kind of like, all right, whatever, throw this fucking thing on. So, there you go. Yeah. But uh, uh, I, I have uh, never read any of Don Delaney's Delio. books. Delilo's? Delilo. Uh, okay, Are you, you've probably come across the name, though. Uh, yeah, I've, uh, I've heard you know, of his if, stuff. You like you like reading. He he's one of those guys that pops up in like best novels of all yep. time sort of stuff. Well, like he did a Cosmopolis too, or like the story that yeah was Cosmopolis is based on. I don't think it's the same name, right? Yeah, I think so. Oh, is it Cosmopolis? I think so. Yeah, there was one book. What was it that I I did have on my radar? I think I had in my I've had in my cart for a long time that I was gonna buy eventually. What was it called? Um underworld oh yeah that sounded cool but i I have not read any of this stuff well white noise is a it's a movie directed by noah bombach sure the the bomb the bombster yeah um who's a director i generally like and i think this is probably it's got to be his like first uh, adaptation of anything and i mean the only other real oddity in his uh overall like oeuvre Mm -hmm. would be um the De Palma documentary that he did, like a few years ago. Yeah, well, it was a documentary cool. though. Yeah, I mean that that's like the only like real like one of those like outliers yeah. in his career. But it's, passion like, that's, project, like, passion project, which yeah. is like pretty. It's pretty good if you want to see uh, Brian De Palma's head 
talking and, mm-hmm. and, and clips of his movies and make you go, oh, maybe we should watch some of these mediocre to great movies. Sure. Sometimes which, you want to. Which I will boldly say that I found White Noise some real mediocre stuff, RJ. Sure. Um, sure. So I like the book actually quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. But part of reading it, though, is because it's actually a really funny book. Uh, it's been a while since I've read it. But a lot of it's like the way he uh, writes the characters and the situations and the thought processes of these like ridiculous mm-hmm. academic figures in a you know college town mm-hmm. and their observations of it which when you read it you get to experience it at your own pace and you get to build up that world however you want it to be mm-hmm. um and it's all stuff that you're just like oh this is like really an enjoyable story and Noah Baumbach probably thought so too because <laughs> I'm because I don't know if you we've talked about it before when we talked about kicking and screaming or anything like that, but mm-hmm. um, with uh, the squid and the whale, that's kind of his like one of, one of his autobio movies, somewhat, where his both his uh, parents yeah. were academics, um, and they went through a divorce, which are things that he's gone to many times in his films as well. You know the stuff that he does with Wes Anderson, and uh, White Noise would definitely I think appeal to his sensibilities, but mm-hmm. and also he might have viewed it. This is me again, mind reading a little bit because I haven't read a single thing about him talking about this movie. So it's I can just speculate wildly. Sure. Uh, he probably he probably said I'm going to tackle this unadaptable story because it's probably got one of those reputations of like what is there to adapt? It has no it has no plot. <laughs> it's just like a, things happen, and that's it. It's a it's a book about that you should read and not worry about where it's going to go. Because that's one of the nice things about some literature is there's no mm-hmm. point. You just read it and you you enjoy the language and uh, enjoy the scenarios. So this is like, um, you know, Cronenberg does this too, but I think Cronenberg's a lot more successful at it. Cause I mean, he's done some, some biggins like, you know, he did, you know, uh, naked lunch, uh, which I think is like actually like a, an amazing movie. I don't know if it was like in any way he's he kind of went, I'm not even going to bother with the book. I'm just going to like kind of, it's going to be around the book. Uh, which is probably the, one of the better ways of doing it. And I thought like Cosmopolis actually was uh, a better movie. And that's a movie that people also like harsh on pretty good. I haven't watched crash, which is another one of these, um, you know, legendary unadaptable books. Cause uh, JG Ballard, who's again, Paul another Hagus's like crash? Paul Haggis's crash. Um, and that was like my thought, I guess with white noise yeah. was that, man, this would be so much better if it was David Cronenberg, I bet. But I don't know if uh, I don't know if, I don't know if he'd be capable. I don't know if he, he I don't know if he would care about this because maybe he would have done it already. He probably enjoyed it, but it's not really something he would want to be into. I could definitely see why Noah Baumbach wanted to do it, but man, like I don't know. I think Cronenberg would have really like focused on death as a character and just and just <laughs> went with that, and that would have been what the movie would be: is these depictions and fears of death as a a balding kind of faceless entity that uh walks through dreams and and quarantine camps and hangs out in the back of your mind you know what i mean Drew? <laughs> i think that's what Cronenberg's so, white noise would have been yeah but you know what i think did white noise better <laughs> in some ways hmm. and like it, it came to me like a couple of days after watching white noise is come to daddy uh <laughs> okay yeah yeah. There's something about the second half of that movie that White Noise has for its second half. Mm-hmm. Um, after it's like all about the, the whatever the drug is, 
Drydar and um, with uh, Greta Her yeah uh, Greta Gretel uh, Greta uh, Greta's arc Gerwig yeah uh, and the other the other struggle this movie was always going to have with me because I was like I had no idea that Adam Driver was in this and when I first uh, saw the photo of him in like a from a trailer or something like that I was like what why is uh, Steve Coogan in this because <laughs> he just looks like Alan Partridge to me maybe but he's like I, a chameleon I'm, I'm not a fan of uh, like you know oh here's some actors dumping down yeah. I mean, I think Adam Driver fits better than other people. Like outside of the Star sure. Wars stuff, he was kind of more of like, do you what's that movie where he's a bus driver? Remember that one? Oh, right the the Jim Jarmusch movie that yeah. everyone loved for like a day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think I think Adam Driver mm -hmm. does fit. I think he's just not. Uh, he does look like Steve Coogan. He does. Maybe they could have just got Steve Coogan. What RJ? You don't remember Patterson? Patterson, that's what it was. That's what yeah. It was. That's what I mean. Outside of Star Wars, like I think Adam Driver is kind of more drawn to his he, stuff. Maybe. He does a lot. He's he's in a lot of good movies. Yeah, he does. He does. He's like, lots of good uh, stuff. The Last Jedi. Yeah. Remember that one? I remember Ryan Johnson. Not annoying. Yeah. Oh. Ryan with an eye. With an eye. Speak. Uh, my parents watch Glass Onion. Oh yeah! Did oh, they also think they ass onion? they they fucking hated it? What? Yeah, they, they they have pretty low standards. I don't know. They <laughs> didn't. They were. They did not like it at all. Are you gonna take that challenge? Uh, eventually, I'll have to watch it uh, for myself. Yeah. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm we'll see which side of the ass you fall on, whether you're That's glass right. or ass. Right? Glass or ass or funions. Well, I mean, there's that too. There's that too. No. But uh, okay, no, I know what you mean for uh, for what. Yeah, so, so so Kim and I watched this, and Kim liked it. Yeah, uh, she liked it, but I don't know. I uh, there came a point where I definitely dozed off, and doing some dozing. Do doing, doing a little bit dozing because this movie get turns really blue for a long duration mm -hmm. of time. You're... And there's a lot of like talking about where did the drugs come from? Why? Like what's happening? And it's kind of like, who cares? I, <laughs> it's like, I, and, 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 and then I'm like, and then I'm in and out of consciousness. And it's like, ah, uh, now they're at the motel. You're just resting and your eyes, Jerry. I was, I was resting my eyes. You're resting your eyes, buddy. And uh, contrary to Letterboxd, uh, I was not uh, a big fan of the uh, the end credits sequence. What's in the end uh, credits sequence? The, the the grocery store dance number, RJ. Was that a thing people were into? Oh yeah, every review mentions it. Uh, there's parts of this that actually do remind me a lot of uh, our our good friend Jean Luc Godard. Mm -hmm. Um, he's he's shot stuff in grocery stores too. It's about consumerism. RJ, how many uh, products did you go out and buy after watching White Noise? You Where you're like, I, I need some Brillo. I, said, I, need some, I, need... I need some cereal. The only thing that really stood out to me was when they were eating KFC. I was like, hmm. I was like, I could go for some of that. And then the rest of it, I, I, I couldn't think about any of the other stuff because I was just thinking about KFC after I saw right. it in like the first oh, 10 minutes or something. Are you, are you going to get KFC by the end of the week? Maybe. Andrew's at work, so you never know what might happen. Oh, shit. <laughs> Ooh, Chicken Town. 
taking my skin boat down yeah. to chicken town baby you know what i mean uh, but yeah, uh, i'm uh i'm pretty down on this movie uh, for the most part i mean yeah. i don't know there's something about netflix too it's just this movie's like shot widely so it's very cinematic i've seen some people kind of mention how it feels like a spielberg movie which might be part of a like a joke I guess, mm-hmm. which I I get because like oh it's like a family, uh this would be kind of like the off camera Spielberg event that's supposed to bring a family closer together, but it's like you know white noise, um it's like this vacuous void <laughs> of like cereal and nothingness and me trying to find meaning, but I don't know it doesn't really nail that either. Uh yeah I know what you mean I know what you mean okay. But anyway, we, uh, so yeah. we were we were very similar. Um, like uh, there were, there were parts of it that we liked, and then there were there were a couple of, like, there's a couple dolls or like there's a couple dips into it. Like I know exactly what you're saying because I was the same way. Where about three quarters of the way through, they we get into like where the drugs are from, and then that storyline for for the next like thirty forty minutes or so. And I too was kind of like, uh, like I was drifting. <laughs> A little bit, but um, Andrew was like, uh, I, I think she she liked a good chunk of it, like the first hour. She's like, yeah, I like this. And then I I think we were both kind of the like at that one part, the the time of this movie started to hit us, and we were kind of like, Ooh. but um, I don't know. Uh, there's some Noah Baumbach stuff that I do like in it, and like in it, and I do like some of the stuff they're doing, but um, it's like I I said at this at the top. I don't know why, not that they're like entirely related, but when I was watching this, I was kind of like, I was thinking more about Noam Chomsky and what he has to say about his comments on society. <laughs> and I, I was just like, I feel like Noam Chomsky does some of this stuff better, but um, I don't know. I haven't read the book, you know, so can't say for certain, but I, uh, I think I, I didn't mind it and Andrew didn't mind it either, but uh, I do think it's got some dips. Friend of the show, Ryan Nagel was like, asked if his wife would like it and i was like i don't know i was like there's some good stuff in there but uh um i don't know i i I don't know how how you could recommend it to another person unless like you knew that this was specifically on brand for them where it's like Mm -hmm. oh yeah you're gonna like what they're talking about and you're licking your lips and stuff yeah like in a weird way Mm, i I don't know i don't know about that you know what i mean no so you don't know what i mean you shouldn't do that. You know what I mean? Say, I don't know about that. But hey, you know what? If somebody wants to like get it on the action. They can watch Come to Daddy on Tubi. Oh, on Tubi now, hey. Yeah, or Shutter. Oh, but okay. One of those costs money. One of those doesn't. One of them doesn't. With light ads, light. It's got Frodo in it. People love Frodo. That's true. Hey, Jared, tell me about art. Uh. And YouTube? Yes. So I'm curious. Or whether that... or not art is real is what I'm oh, saying. Oh, well, we know the answer to that already. That's yeah. been answered. I'm talking uh, about the I... other thing you, you watched. Yeah, well, this isn't like, this is uh, not my discovery either. Um, friend of the show, Ryan Nagel? Yeah, friend of the show, Ryan Nagel, posted yeah. this on the Discord. It's one of the. It seems right one... up your alley, though. It's, it's, it's one of the perks. It's one of the perks of uh, the Discord. Is you get exclusive what's, what's sneak peeks. Well, RJ's, I'm glad you asked. It is yeah. one of the fastest growing social media platforms in the world. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. 
and uh, wow. we we're on we're on it. Oh, and you can terrible. you and you, dear listener, can be as well for the low low price of a dollar. You just join that uh, Patreon patreon.com slash criterion creeps pony up that buck and you can join us on the discord there's a link a permanent link now no no need to ask for a, a link yep. um and Incredible. you can you, and you can get scoops you can find out about problematic posts that people make where you go is this 4chan what's happening who made the problematic post oh all of them they all did uh, yeah. but uh and i'm i'm like do i have to nuke this do I have to nuke this from space? Uh, I think but you know what? Every once in a while, you get the price master, and you go, that was worthwhile. Mm-hmm. But maybe it wasn't. I think the price master is more than worthwhile, if you ask me. So, yeah, the price master is a 30-minute long YouTube shot on video art piece mm-hmm. from Tech Den- Denton, Texas. And oh, yeah. uh, doc- documents a performance and intervention an art an artist intervention yes um uh about the nature of market capitalism but particularly in terms of uh you know yard sales and mm-hmm. what what happens when the price master uh has a sale well, it's when the price master is uh, determining the he's the master of the prices. Well, things are priced. Things are priced, but it's everything is negotiable. Give him an yes. offer. Yes. Yes. So what what is the price master? Well, the price master is sort of a a thought form manifest in this figure uh wearing this peculiar golden mask mm-hmm. um, with his lips out. Yes. And wearing kind of like, kind of like a thin figure wearing baggy clothes. And um, he's got like pantaloons that have like kind of tent poles sticking out yeah. of them to make his legs a little bit angled. Well, well, that might be because that's his crouch. That's his natural oh, crouch. I see. And 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 he has a booming god voice uh, <laughs> that resonates to your to your core uh, as he addresses you upon asking, "Price master, how much is this?" Make and, and, me an offer. But it's like, make me an offer. And they go, five dollars. Mm-hmm. And he responds often, five thousand dollars. And the person goes, what? That's just too much. I, I and, like that. And, yeah. and this happens for thirty minutes uh, as as yeah. very various people come. And the other encounters with the price master and his pricing scheme. Uh, there's two assistants, uh, the, the the videographer yeah. and another guy. You know, making sure people don't like rip off the price master. I mean, someone yeah. might take some of these like they're like attendants, attendants. Yeah, but they're very the, clear. They're not running the no. They're not running the so, show. It's the so price what happens is show. there's people there's people who like sometimes turn like they're so like kind of perturbed by this price master uh that they kind of turn to these people who are like you know people and they go well can i can i, can I negotiate with you and they go no you gotta talk to the price master mm-hmm. he sets the prices there's nothing we can do there's nothing we can do about it you know one one uh young woman attempts to like just pay the five dollars even though the price master has said five hundred dollars and he's and they're like well I'll pay five dollars like, no that would be stealing he said five hundred. Like, well, she's like, I'm gonna leave five and I'm gonna take it. And he's like, five hundred. 
thousand dollars and she's like no i'm leaving five yeah. and taking it's like well you're stealing he's yeah. like he set the price so yeah we, yeah that's the price master stuff when there i like all the people so nothing's for sale here and you go it's all for sale <laughs> and this goes on for 30 minutes 30, 30 minutes yeah man it's a good 30 minutes though isn't it <laughs> it's uh it's a it's a good kind of dumb it is <laughs> it is it is a really good kind of dumb, and it's something that I, I, I like it quite a bit. Jared reminds yeah. me of um. I feel like the Safdie brothers would be really into this. Oh yeah, very uh, much so. You know, it just it fits their aesthetic in a lot of different ways. Well, they have stuff like this, don't they? Yeah. Well, they like, have a bunch of shorts. They were on Criterion for a while. Uh, I yeah, watched I, a bunch I, of them. I can't. They're still on 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 the YouTube. Yeah, what's the one in particular that it reminds me of? Solid Gold. Solid, solid gold. Is that yeah. the one uh, after um, Uncut Gems came out? Or concurrent? I can't remember. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Price Master is good stuff. I tried to show Andrea, and she got really embarrassed. She's like, "This is too embarrassing. I can't watch this." I was like, "No, watch it." And she's like, "It's too embarrassing." It's and not too like, bad. Yeah, she she don't she don't like that though, you know. Yeah, I mean, so it's so this was from two thousand one. I'm not sure if I mentioned yeah. that. So this is like twenty one years 21. ago. Yeah. And uh yeah, I mean people are have been missing out probably for a long time. I'm not sure if this has been making its way in like tapes trading circles or what or why it's just suddenly surfaced. I'm not sure if it's like appear on some podcast that a friend of the show had listened to and he shared it with us. I think or... it was on Twitter. I remember in the Gobbleghouls, there was a Twitter like someone tweeted tweeted out that this was a uh, a thing, and then mm-hmm. but it was only a, like a, a short. It was like twenty seconds of it of just him doing the um the thing, and then it uh, kind of cut to the friend of the show finding the full thirty minuter. There you go. Thirty minuter it has less than five hundred views on Letterboxd. Let's change that, folks. Yeah, this is definitely worth your time. Let's get this to over a thousand. It's definitely worth your time. Everybody should be watching this. I want this to have more views than your average Criterion. I agree. I agree. Especially not Criterion's about stairs or any weird shit like that. Hey, this, hey, hey. stairs has like 9,000 views. It's not going to top that one. But 49th Parallel is only at 5.6. Uh, I think... I think Price Master could, if we're if we play this right, could potentially top Citizen Kane, the laser disc. It might be able to beat uh, Green for Danger, which has only got three point eight. Do you think that it would have the potential to beat something like, I don't know, Terry Gilliam's Brazil? Uh, no, no, I don't. What about Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? No, I don't, RJ. Robocop. No, I don't think so, RJ. Henry V. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it should it should 100% beat Henry V. Yeah. Let's make that happen, okay? Yeah, everything about this is more compelling than any word of Shakespeare ever written. That's what RJ just said. True, very true. Very true. Very true. Ooh. Uh, All right. Well, and that's that, the podcast for tonight. So, well, see I, you guys later. I, I, I watched Star Trek. 
What? Uh, oh, the original series? Yeah, I'm halfway through season two. Those episodes, uh, they're they're a bit hardier, hey? Full hours. Yeah, they're getting they're meaty, but I mean, usually I'm I'm painting, I'm painting yeah. away watching that those treks. Uh, season one is like really good. Uh, other than one episode, which I don't know if you remember, the alternative factor. What happened? I don't know the titles. Uh, it's like a parallel universe, man. It's like he's one, like he, one of them's like antimatter, and one's matter, and it's like the guy's got this really shitty beard, and it's like a, a spaceship that's crashed on a planet. It does not feel like any other episode of Star Trek, though, up to that point. It's easily like one where you'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" I'm not sure. Does that ring any bells? The guy's name's La- the guy's name's Lazarus. <laughs> I remember a Lazarus. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. I'd have to. I think I know which one you're talking about, but I couldn't speak to it uh, in depth. In depth. Well, yeah, it's a it's a stinker. Yeah. Let's see if I can uh, post a. So you're telling me you got a shot, hey? With well, yeah. One? Season one's. Uh, Pretty great, uh, all in all. Season two, uh, the Chekhov era begins. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's season, and there's like, yeah. And then there's these like fight scenes in the episode that like look like this. All right, let's see what Jared's talking about here. But it's like, oh it's, yeah, it's, yeah. I remember, yeah, I remember both of these guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's good that's, that's beard a, and it's good fight scene. Good beard. <laughs> it's a beard. It's a beard for sure. Of some so, variety. So here's an observation I I made, I think. Uh, so why does Star Trek, the original series, and actually pretty much all Star Trek, except for Next Generation, do comedy so well? Or the question should be, why, is Next Gen- why did Next Generation fail at doing comedy well? What are you talking about? What about uh, when Data... It has sex. Uh, the, the naked now. What about when Data does stand-up comedy? Oh, what about the episode where it's like all the Irish people come on board? Oh yeah, see that's high-quality comedy. Yeah. Yeah. What about when all those buckets fall on Worf? Do you remember that? <laughs> Again, we're there's no like good funny episode of Next Generation. I don't think. Whereas uh, like like what the about bridge... Waxana Troy episodes. Oh. My point proven. Hey, I know Oliver Granger loves Waxana Troy episodes. Like, he has said that to me specifically. Well, I know he's an Alexander fan. Oh, yeah, Alexander. Yeah, you're your boy, too. Remember remember TNG Alexander? Remember DS9 Alexander? Do you remember? I do. Do you remember? But do you remember who mourns for Adonis? Not me. Not me. No. Yeah, season two, we got the Amok Time episode, all-time oh. classic, mm-hmm. followed by Who Mourns, Mourns for Adonis, which has got some weird, like, suggested rape scene that happens off-camera. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Like, I'm like, what the fuck happened? And it's like, oh, yeah, no, that's Apollo for you. And then he gets welcomed back. Um, in Star Trek in, the, in, in Star Trek Continues, yeah. Or Continues, yeah. Then you got that uh, changeling episode with Nomad, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Nomad's cool. Uh, Mirror Mirror, which is awesome. That episode is so good. Uh, that's followed by The Apple, which I call Crapple. 
because it sucked. It what? I the, the crapple. Because this episode's so bad. It makes no sense. Uh, Kirk just says, eh, prime directive. <laughs> you guys can all starve to death. Or learn how to plant fruit. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, Doomsday you Machine. Love Kirk, though, right? He's a scamp. Uh, Doomsday Machine. That that this is where like instead of uh, evil admirals of the modern Star Trek era, we have evil commodores or crazy commodores, incompetent commodores. Uh, yeah, I I, I remember yeah, that the, one. Well, the Doomsday Machine is the one with the giant tube that destroys solar systems. It's like That's a giant. Cool, it's a giant tube worm, and there's like yeah. that awesome scene where the uh, commodore steals the uh, uh, shuttlecraft and just like goes right into its mouth. Uh, that's good stuff, though. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, that, that, that's like a good that. episode. I like yeah. that one. But do you remember Cat's Paw? Where it's like uh, they they go to a, a spooky castle planet, and well, that it's like happens this all the time. And there's like the there's the cat that turns into a giant cat and is chasing after them, and yeah, it's done with a TV budget. And then you, at the very end, the uh, two omnipotent beings just turns to be like weird little puppets. Uh, I do remember that one. And it's yeah. and it is good stuff. I like. Uh-huh. It. Uh, I, like I mud where uh, mud's on a like robot planet world, mm-hmm. and he, he somehow gets the Enterprise to come there, and he's going to switch places with them, and then they use logic <laughs> once again to fool well, who, the computer. G- good old logic, always messing yeah. up the computers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Metamorphosis, which is the Cochrane episode. Remember that one. Zephyrum Cochrane? Yeah, yeah, he's like young Cochrane. Uh because the there's like a space cloud that's keeping him alive. That's mm. all but it turns out that space cloud thing is also it's a it identifies as a woman and he's all like, Oh gross. And and then when it goes into a human a, a human woman body, and then he's fine. He's, he's good. He's like, Alright. Alright. He's licking his lips like this. <laughs> yeah, like RJ style. Uh, do you remember? Do you remember the about the episode Journey to Babel's about? No, I don't. I don't know the titles. Okay, but... so that's the one with uh, that's with uh, Spock's parents when Sarah oh, yeah. shows up, and with mm-hmm. the, uh, the the cool pig ambassador and the mm-hmm. Andorians. Yeah, who doesn't that's, like cool pig ambassador? That episode's sweet. Yeah. Uh, you know what episode's not so good is Friday's Child. Uh, this one you will not remember at all. But it's like a, it's like one of their Klingon episodes, and they're like on this planet, and it's like a, like McCoy has an exp- some experience dealing with these tribes, and their costumes are just like so ridiculously cheap, like they're supposed to be like knights, but it's just like no, they look all plushy, they look like they're like from like a kid show, and there's and like um Julie Newmar's in it, and she's like a pregnant woman. I I was like zoned out on this episode pretty hard. Deadly Years is uh, old man makeup, or sorry, old person makeup, because uh, there's like the one crewman, she gets all made up, and then she dies, because uh, of her metabolism being fast. I kind of remember it. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, it's like the, it's old Kirk and old McCoy, and he's just like, yellow. Mm. Uh, but uh, the, I'm almost done. I just want to run through these, because, you know, ring your, see if there's anything that remi- yeah, remi- I, I reminds kinda, you. I kind of remember that one. Obsession's awesome. That's like one of my favorite episodes from a kid. It is about the killer cloud. Uh, the it's like oh, yeah. Yeah. it it, yeah. it uh it killed like most of the crew on the Faraday, and Kirk's yeah. like turns into some some real Ahab stuff, and he's like, "We got it smells sickly sweet." 
Um, and he, he learns a lesson. We all learn a lesson. And then one of the craziest episodes, I think, maybe of the original series is Wolf in the Fold, where it's like the the specter of like whatever Jack the Ripper was. It's just like been oh. going around killing people I, in the I galaxy for centuries and it takes over the computer. Uh, and then everyone thinks it's Scotty killing women for a bit. Uh, that episode's really cool. Because he would be the one, though, no? Well, I mean, the Scotchman. I mean... Um, Trouble of Tribbles, which uh, is a oh, very funny, very funny episode. Uh, that's followed by the ridiculous episode, The Gamesters of Triskelion. No, that one's cool. Oh, that one, I don't know. Those, I've never liked that one much. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. What happens in Triskelion again? That's the one where, like, uh, is, is it Chekhov, Uhura, and Kirk get snatched off the enterprise onto a planet that's controlled by the three brains and that's like the spoiler and they just like kidnap people and have them fight for their own entertainment and they gamble oh, on it isn't that kirk versus spot no that's a mock time oh, where okay. he's on pon pon far but it uses the same music yeah yeah, okay. dun, 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 dun. That's yeah. What I, mean. I don't know i don't know the titles i just remember what happens but the next episode i'm very excited for a piece of the action that's oh, Gangster Planet. Planet. The ter- the lost Tarantino movie. Uh, which maybe was would have been a follow up episode, uh, or I installment. Because never... it said because it said in the like nineteen twenties Prohibition era. Maybe it would have been set during the nineteen thirties Depression era. Yeah, he never really gangsters. S- he never really said. He never really yeah, said we're he... we're we're Star Trek X. That would be cool. Or whatever. I don't it would know. Be. I think they or his thir- or his, or, his, or his thirteenth movie, whatever they were going to call it. The one he said he was going to retire on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's uh, got about halfway through. It's always nice to do. I, I'll I'll revisit original series once I'm done. Once I'm done. Yeah. For done. But I guess um, like going back, there's been like the last three episodes were really good. Uh, there's two stinkers that like, and when the show stinks, it stinks hard. Like yeah. there's so some of those episodes are so long, but uh, for the most part, season two has been decent, I guess. When I look back at it, but I, I find the majority of original series is is uh, is decent enough. You know, what yeah. I mean, like there, yeah, there's some stinkers, but you know, you throw it on. I yeah. I just like to hear the the buttons beep and the lights flash and beep. It it, it has a nice ambiance, a nice. <laughs> Maybe like a white noise. It, it is. It is. It's yeah. relaxing. Something I might try to go back to soon. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Track. Maybe got, into hey, the future, though. But you got movies to watch. No, I don't. And game, games to games to play. Well, that that's a hindrance, yeah. Yeah. I could maybe. Uh, you got any news for us? New uh, Starved Boys? The Rock Saga continues, but I put that in uh, in the Discord. What's the Rock Saga? Well, you know the Rock. Yeah. Apparently, like he, like he kept getting told no at DC, and then when that CEO Walter Hamada left, and the Rock was making private meetings with the new guys trying to make make Black Adam happen. He was very passionate, Jared. He was very passionate, but apparently, all the other executive or producers didn't really like that or something. And then for the apparently for the um. For the premiere of Black Adam, he demanded a tequila bar featuring his brand of tequila. Uh, and the executives were very confused because the movie was rated PG-13. 
and there was going to be a lot of kids there, but he uh, he had to have his tequila bar, Jared. Priorities. Priorities. The Rock. Yeah, a bunch of people got hit, uh, hurt by snow plows, and one guy died by a snowmobile or something. Some guy <laughs> who's like a race car driver or something. I don't know. Seemed like a bad uh, week to be out in the snow is what I'm saying. Well, it's still icy out there. Pretty icy, man. Uh, CNN has an opinion. Uh, the awkward truth about the new Avatar is far bigger than its bottom line. It, are they woking the new Avatar? Is that I, what's I happening here? I, I, don't, I don't think so. Oh. So what's the problem? I don't know. This is this is too many words. Guys. It's too many words. Too many words. I saw somebody say that like um, one of their uh, takes was that because there's no <laughs> things that the nerds don't like about it is because there's like no comics or books or anything. There's no canon that they can lord over people. It's like the only uh, time you know what happens next is when the next movie comes. So there's nothing to like speculate about until build. the movie comes, and so they're just, they hate they resent it without oh, knowing I it. See. Which is interesting, because it's like, yeah, there's very little for them to go off of. They just have to hate it even more. And I think, the, I'm not even sure, like, the movie's made, like, what, like, one and a half billion dollars? They've made a ton of money, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's still, still chugging away. Uh, mm. Let's see here. Oh, yeah. Avatar, The Way of Water, NAB's fourth best third weekend ever with $63.4 million. Uh, 2022's, I think so. It seems pretty decent. I don't know if it's going to like, I think the measure which Oliver Granger threw out on Discord was that it, it's a bomb if it doesn't wind up the fourth highest grossing film of all time in his books or something like that. Yeah. And where is um, it currently? Uh, it's nowhere near that, but it's, oh, okay. it's, it's, it's chugging along. I mean, it's only been out yeah. for three weeks. Yeah, I know. Even Jarrett was like, "I'm gonna go see it. I'm so excited." I'm almost, I'm gonna see it many times. I'm gonna yeah. buy all the, t- I'm gonna buy all the tickets. You know what's gonna happen though if you go to that movie and you have a pop or something. You know what's gonna happen. You know what happens uh, when you're watching movie Avatar movies in theater. So okay, so this is as of on the weekend. At one, it's made one point three nine seven billion worldwide. And it will soon be the year's highest grossing film with still plenty of room to grow from there. But of course, now it's going to have like the thing where it gets split up between two years. Mm. And last year, there was the, the behemoth, the, the, the Top Gun 2, uh, which came out, which was a, a massive, massive movie. And a um, summer blockbuster, Jared. Do you think Avatar would have fared better as a summer blockbuster? Uh, I don't know. Ask James Cameron doesn't care. Ask Jim? No. But, I mean, so in the top 2022 movies, uh, it wound up being Top Gun Maverick, which had like was out for like seven months or something like that. Uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Fuck, and that's a movie that like nobody even talks about at all. Some might say it made it. no... Some, I mean, but no one talked about it. Like, after it came out, it just stopped. Uh, it made no cultural impact, RJ. Remember None that? those movies do now. Avatar, The Way of Water, uh, and then you have Jurassic World Dominion. That's your top five. Oh, my God. Ooh, the more, that's domestic, too. Uh, worldwide, Avatar is the, was the second highest film of the year. And it, okay, that's, okay, that's insane. After two weeks? After three weeks, it had yeah. already made as much money as fucking Top Gun Maverick. So, 
There you go, folks. So maybe the fourth highest grossing movie ever? Cameroon! <laughs> Have I seen it? No. <laughs> but uh, That's okay, because there's, there's dudes makes, it makes, every it's, single it, day. It, it, it makes somebody mad. Yeah. The Navi? I know about the Navi. Navi. Uh, some, some have called it neo-communist, RJ. Isn't everything nowadays, though? You know what I mean? Some people have said the same thing about you. They said that about this podcast. Yeah, they did. Fascinating. From time to time. Fascinating. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I guess that's the podcast. That's the podcast. Oh, shit. Wait, we have to talk about stairs. We have what? Stairs. Oh my god. Be careful on them. No. Shut up. After the break, um, <clears throat> we serve drinks. Make sure you're having a good time. And what else? But we're not going home with you. We're not like that. RJ might be. I'll go home with anyone if they pick up KFC on the right.私は階段を上がるときが一番嫌だ。しかし上がってしまえば別の世界の幕が開く。嬉しいわ。いろいろの男たちがやってくる女たちのところへ。贅沢な香水、贅沢な着物、そして贅沢な男の<笑> みんなどの人も恋人のようにどんな人でもそしてどの人もみんなお客様ママ今来たお客様が純子にこれ預かってくれって言うのよ五十万円入ってんですってやめよこんな手に引っかかっちゃう貸していただけるんですかうんまあそ
そしてたった一つ拾った幸せでも今幸せよそうかなしまったと思っているんじゃないのかねうんしかしそれも藤崎さん本当に好きだったのよ僕だって同じだ昨夜からわずかな時間だったけどいつまでも忘れないよじゃあ体に気をつけてね This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about When a Woman Ascends the Stairs from 1960, directed by Mikio Naruse. RJ, no tagline for this film. You know about that? How, how do films don't have taglines? Uh, what would you tagline this film right now? <clears throat> She thought it would be an easy way to the top. And that's it? That's it. And it'll be like ellipsis and an exclamation mark. I'm going to go with a line from the movie. You know what? You know how sometimes, you know how sometimes they'll just have like an in quote line from the movie? Yeah. That's what I would have for the tagline. I would just say, fat people are always nice. <laughs> exclamation mark. <laughs> exclamation mark. And it said three out of four agree. Three out of four what? I wouldn't say. A synopsis for this film. Kiko, whom everyone calls Mama, narrates her story. She's a hostess on the Ginza. Ginza? She's 30, a widow. She describes life's vicious cycle, acting cheerful around drunks, dressing and living well to convey confidence, needing money for those、uh, expenses, and for her, demanding mother and brother, and knowing she's growing older. She's of an age when she must choose to seek marriage, difficult given her tarnished occupation, to be a kept woman, or to borrow money to buy a bar of her own. Each route has dangers, including investors demanding a return on their loans. Kiko has a quiet dignity that attracts men, but are they what they seem? Does she actually have choices? Um, well. What, what is... Well? What is that? One of the more peculiar synopses I've read, I think. Tell me more. That's it. Tell me about the choices. I don't know. It's like、oh. uh, either get old or die trying. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't fucking know.、Uh, anyways, so、uh, this is, I believe, the first.、Uh, Nuruse film、uh, we've ever watched. Yes, it is. It is his most popular film.、Uh, I guess he is a director that didn't really have much traction when he was alive. He died in 1969. But via 
you know, revivals and, you know, things like DVD, things like the mm-hmm. Criterion, uh, kind of kept him around and established him as one of those uh, Japanese directors to be noted kind of in your Ozu kind of side of things. Mm-hmm. And I say, sure, why not? Why not? Uh, so, yeah, I'd never seen this before myself. And I always see this title and I always just think of like the Marcel Duchamp painting. About that one, the the what? Sorry, the Marsh Marshall Marcel Marsh Marshall Duchamp new new descending a staircase. It's a it's a it's a pretty oh that's one of my favorites. It's a pretty famous painting. Yeah, I love that one. It's right by the um number two even. Yeah, it's right by the other one, which is pretty cool. So anyway, that's what pops into my mind when I read this. And I go, is this gonna be a some art house stuff? And it's like, no, it's just a. It's just a drama, a melodrama. Um, what does the mellow mean? What does I don't that know. For? People, people like to say it, but they they're, they're very careful in how they deploy it. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I've never really understood what mellow drama means, and I'm not mm-hmm. looking it up either. I just yeah. Well, if you had a guess, what what do you think it means? Like mellow, like a vibe. Mm-hmm. Melodic like, drama. Like it's a mellow drama. Like it's never too heavy, but it's like kind of heavy. Essentially, it's like a poetry, Jarrett. It rhymes. <laughs> um, well, I'm looking it up because it's funny to me. Uh, relating to melodrama, melodramatic, a melodramatic comedy about Slavic miners. <laughs> oh, really? That's pretty good. Oh, I guess it wouldn't be very melodramatic. This is pretty, uh, it's not too, it's not too uh, exaggerated. Tell me more about the Slavic miners, though. I don't know. They're on just ask dictionary dot com about the Slavic miners. My hearts go out to them, all my hearts. Yeah. Do you think they have a union? Uh, probably not. Right. They try to, but then the cruel owner cracks that whip. It's too bad. Damn. So, uh, <clears throat> this movie opens up uh, in one of those bars you see in Japanese movies where um, women work at these bars as employees. And they're there to uh, entertain men. They don't use that word, RJ. They did at one point. They at do, one point? They, they, <sighs> there is a drop of a geisha at one point. I see. I guess that's... Yeah. They generally don't, though, because it's more of like the... It's a bit more traditional than that, I guess. This may be like the modern equivalent, the 1960s uh, version of that um where it's like yeah you have women that work these bars for salary men types um or these are a little bit more i don't know we call them they're they're above, entertainers well they're the women are entertainers but the men that the clients i mean oh they're uh, like ceos and stuff and yeah like so business, so, businessmen so businessmen i mean they're probably i feel like they're a step above salary men yeah but, but anyone can just walk into there Right, there, but the, there is a high clientele, but like, but but the the guys who pay the the ones that pay the bills though are the mm-hmm. the, the high rolling the, the repeat business. Yeah, yes, um, yeah. There was a book I read like years ago. Uh, it's like a true crime thing. It's like called Into the Darkness or something like that. And it's basically how there's these clubs that are like there's like the ones that cater to like Japanese uh, business class, but there's like 
the the higher class one or the one where the Japanese women go, the ones that have like a a higher cat. Like this is like the kind of hierarchical way that this is viewed but like the japanese women would go to like the higher end one because they they didn't want to necessarily tarnish uh a japanese woman this way but then there's also the clubs where like essentially you're like you know your foreigner women would go but there's like different degrees there too because there's like the ones where it's like oh this is one where the american women work and so these Mm. these japanese men come and they go oh hi i want to learn i want to work on my english but if we happen to go back to my place after i pay you for sex that's okay too wink and there's always the wink but it's, it's it's but it's your choice it's your choice it's a choice it's a choice and it's not like some like unscrupulous owner will like be like hey this guy's a real good client he's a real good customer and uh i mean i, I could hire someone else that's willing to go the distance monica or kiko Mom. or whoever no it's all just about uh are are you getting the money in doesn't matter how you do it. Just keep the house full. You know what I mean, Jared? That's right. Yeah, keep the house full. Make sure that we got nothing but cash. Some, some, some might say keeping butts in seats, RJ. Oh, would they say that? They, they might say that. There's standing room at the bar, though. <laughs> there is. So, yeah, you know. That works, too. Uh-huh. Okay. Feet, feet on floor. <laughs> so, well, yeah, yes, that as well. I guess if you're sitting and lounging, you might not even have your feet on the floor. It's all about semantics, you know? Yeah. So Kiko, yeah. she's like, uh, she's popular at this particular uh, establishment. Mm-hmm. But she's getting old in age, turning a, a ripe old 30. Hey, man, 30 used to be used to be like 70. I know. I know 30 now is like 15, but 30 <laughs> used to be the 70. Yeah. You know how they say 30-year-olds are like teenagers? Um, well, I think I do think that adulthood doesn't probably really begin till you're like 25. For a, a lot of the university age kids I encounter, they'll, they'll seem like little high school kids to me. Brains and, not uh, fully developed for men until 28, women until 25, roughly. Oh, is that roughly. part of your, uh, is this part of your uh, your fake sciences? Absolute science. You can Google it right now. You can look up Absolute. when does when, when does the brain finish developing? Women is around twenty five. Men is around twenty eight. Uh huh. And I'm saying around because it is different for everyone. But that that is the a- average. Around. Around. Plus or minus two years either end. Yeah. What about the? And and what do we do with this information? Nothing. Nothing. You're just saying that. <laughs> you're saying some of the 25 still seem like kids. It's like, yeah, they are. Well, Until I say that like I, I feel like you're into your 25. But is, but is that what an adult is? Is a fully formed brain? That that doesn't really make any sense. Uh, what would you? How would you well, define an an adult? Someone who pays uh, uh, bills. Uh, well, I'm just saying that like they seem to take upon responsibility more, which I don't know if that with a fully formed brain or not. I, I I just uh I feel like uh, this is like more observation. There's a lot of a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. They they just um society society RJ. You know about uh-huh. society. It ain't helping them out too much. It's uh, not a lot of jobs out there. A lot of oh, kids wow. stay at home longer. People go to school uh-huh. a lo- way longer than they need to. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so it, it's extended adolescence. Well. And, but I mean, there's like, hey, in Italy, you got you got the mama's boy, 
Yeah. The, 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 and it's like, that's a 40 year old man. I don't think his brain's still, uh, still developing. Yeah. No, not him, but, uh, <laughs> not his, not his, but I mean, all that really matters is the Canadian government says that at 18, you are a, an adult citizen. You, you so. can smoke and drink all you want. Uh huh. And own <laughs> land. And well, in this, in, in this, in this province anyway. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You can definitely. Start some smoking. provinces are 19, but in this pro, yeah. this Canadian province, you were an adult at 18. Smoke so. them if you got them, boys. Exactly. Exactly. And in, you know, other countries, it's like 16. So even even cooler. 16-year-old yeah. to smoke, super cool. So 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 Kiko. Yeah. Yeah. There's she's feeling some pressure. It's like, "Hey, yes. you get She's very popular, but it's like, "Hey, uh we've lost some clients. Business is down. What are you going to do about it?" Mm-hmm. And it's like, "You better go uh make a phone call." to mr so-and-so and make sure that him and his uh his crew at the office start coming by again we gotta we gotta sell more drinks because that's what it's about selling drinks yes. keep keep keeping them company let them like flirt with you and buy even more alcohol which you will also drink we'll keep that sake going because sake's cheap but uh we with that markup uh you can this is a nice little business we've got going we got bills to pay Mm-hmm. So there's always this pressure, though, that in this world that uh, you're more, I guess, like when you're, the only thing that you can really do in this scenario, if you're a, a Kiko, if you're an employee, is potentially start your own business, uh, which apparently has this uh, image of like, well, once you do that, you're set. <laughs> like you're you're your own boss, <laughs> um, which, you know, might not necessarily go so hot at the end of the day. Uh, as it turns out, because uh, getting the kind of money you need to start your own business, like any business, it's it's, it's not uh, a little sum. It never has been. And you're going to need investors. And, of course, it's like, well, uh, when you're in this business, you know a lot of men. They got a lot of money, and they're willing to throw it around. But a lot of these men, they want something in return, RJ. Like uh, a percentage of the income? Yeah, for starters. Oh, okay. What else? Like, yeah. um, they want a percentage like free of. Drinks? They want a percentage of that ass, RJ. Could they're, you repeat that for the courtroom? They're real bad dudes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Understood. Yeah. But it's always like it's so like oh look this little Japanese man he's like oh I'm gonna give you this money, and they're like oh you're gonna give it to me he's like well yeah. Something like that. <laughs> you go, oh. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it's like, oh, you know, if I take this. And of course, it's like, these guys are always married. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty, pretty, they're always like, ah, you know, I got to go back to the wife. But I you know if I, I take this money home with me, she's just going to spend it. And uh, I can't have that. I want to keep it. I want to keep it investing, you know, turn it over. Maybe help, uh, help a gal out. And then they wink. Mm-hmm. Maybe so, you can help. And they can, maybe you can help me out. Wink. But if I take this home, my wife's gonna spend it on bonbons and uh, mm-hmm. um, and that's it. That's but you, just, just bonbons. Said you could turn this into something big, something huge, something no one else has ever done. <sighs> you know, people come to the club for some, you. Some, something huge in my kimono. Uh, oh, where is it? <laughs> where, where did you find this thing? In in my kimono, RJ. Oh. What kind, what kind of kimono would you sick. have? Sick. Uh, one like Splinter. Oh, uh, yeah, Splinter's. So, like, 
like it's the it's Hugh Hefner little... kind of robe. Yeah, it's like where it's like red with a... kind of little purple. It's like a magenta. It depends on who colors it, I guess. Yeah, this is kind of horseshit. I googled Splinter, and he wasn't the first thing that came up. Oh come on! Like yeah. it was like how to get a splinter out of your finger. No, it was uh yeah. that horror movie Splinter. Oh okay. It, yeah. The, okay, so... the movie in the gas station. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, so it's, it's like red, burgundy with a black belt, and then he's got kind of like um, ah, on each breast. Burgundy. Burgundy. Each breast has kind of like a like a little symbol, but each variation has a, a kind of a different one. And then there was the Michael Bay splinter. Oh, my God. Have you ever seen this thing? Nope. Oh, it's horrifying. I, I, I think I'm good. Ugh. Okay, never mind. Uh, what are we talking? Okay, come so, on. Yeah. So yeah, so Kiko's got this idea. Like, you know, she's got to she's got to figure something out. So her husband died, um, and she's talking to one. Uh, is it a coworker or one of the uh, like one of the other women that works there? And I think there's this uh, observation. It's like, oh, he's a little chubby. <laughs> there's there's a lot of right. like uh, body observation going on yes, there in is. this film. Yeah. Yeah, there is a lot, a lot of comments on. A lot, well, there's a lot, a lot of policing. About that guy being a little bit thick, and then uh, they talk about uh, Keiko, her ex or her dead husband, was a little yeah. bit plumper. So well, they bug chugging. her about that. They bug him yeah. about bug her about that a lot too. Yeah. Ah, oh, you like the porky ones, huh? And then she goes, <laughs> "What?" Yeah. Uh. She said, "I thought he was a nice man," and they go, "Oh, sure, 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 you did. We heard he died, and you said like sent him a card or something." Pfft, oh. Right. And she's like, no, I must have just said that because he was drunk. I never really, really meant that, but did she did. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so there's a kind of like the whole, the first like 50 minutes of this movie I found pretty good. Um, yep. It's pretty much just her, like you're being introduced to kind of like the world that she's in. There's like the guy who works the bar, uh, kind of the bartender. Uh, I think it's is it Junko. Uh, it's like, like is, is yeah. the friend that she's the one talking about chubby dead husbands. Yeah, Junko's um, the friend who she's like the young, uh, like the young working girl who um, like drinks a lot and kind of passes out all the time. But she's she's young, so she's trying to like break in, kind of. That's Junko, right? I think so. Yeah. And then there's the guy who's kind of like the the very polite muscle of the bar who's like basically just sleeps with the girls with the ones that are he'll that will sleep with him um i can't remember his name though uh which one uh the the only one there is the younger guy the younger guy oh like the bodyguard guy yeah uh he had a stupid name <laughs> yeah i can't remember I'll I'll find it here. Yeah, it kind of there was a guy. Zigoda, <laughs> I don't know. Or is Zigoda? Abe Zigoda. Zigoda? Abe Zigoda. Uh, no, Fujisaki is the guy that she the big yeah. high end guy. The, yeah, the the, the the old the old man. That that's an old man. Yeah, and, uh, and apparently he's like manager. Yeah, Sakin Goda. Is it Goda? Yo, I think it. Oh, uh, Goda looks pretty old too. Mino Minobi, Yuri, Yuri, Tomoko, Goldfish, Matsui, Yoshi, Yoshitsu, 
Maybe it's uh, uh, or Kiko's manager is Tetsuya Nakada is Kenichi Komatsu. Maybe you're thinking of Sonoda. Sonoda? Shinobi? Sonoda. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, because then, yeah, then there's a uh, Sakin, who's he's he's the guy that like <laughs> she accepts his offer to be married. He's kind of fat. Yeah, he's the fat. And they're first like you're like, oh, look, she's settling for the fat guy, and then it turns out, oh, he's full of shit. Okay, so what? What actually like? So she's constantly being like told that she's gonna age out soon, and her her mm-hmm. bar isn't as thriving as it is, and then. Someone who was a worker for her leaves, starts a fancier bar, and then it, all of the clients go over there, mm-hmm. and she sees how well she's doing, and she's like, "Damn!" And then what happens is her bar y- starts. To... Yuri, Yuri, former yeah. employee, yeah. And then she meets with her, and that girl's like, "I, I gotta level with you. I'm out. I'm done with the world. I'm a the world. I'm like, I, I'm well, I got, got debts. I got debts. Well, no, I think this her her idea though is that she's going to." uh attempt suicide but which will like which will alleviate the pressure that she's getting from the people that she owes the debts to but she goes too far with the suicide attempt and she actually actually dies she succeeds in her suicide by accident and just and it doesn't mean anything because the the guys that she owes money to now just want it from her family her family yeah Yeah. because so like while this is happening so our girl Keiko or Mama, which I think is the better one, they all call her Mama. Yeah. Um, she she's considering opening up her own bar because she's aging out, and then she sees this girl, young girl who's doing so successful, and then that girl sits her down and is just like, "Listen, I got to buy like nine kimonos a day, uh, just to keep up with the trends." And she's like, "All the uh, all the stains." Yeah, all the well, I I didn't use that word. Um, she's like, "I yeah, I'm gonna pretend to kill myself so that the." Uh, debt collectors don't come after me but then she does kill herself so then mama's sad um and then she's like oh maybe i shouldn't do this and then mama gets sick mama gets an ulcer because she's and she's sad she she kind of she gets an ulcer and then she goes home for a while and then uh what's that guy's name what's fat boy's name oh uh sakin sakin yeah he comes to visit and he's nice to her and then he's like listen mama he's like you're such a nice lady and like I just got to tell you, I, I'd marry you. I would. He's like, you shouldn't be working in a place like that. And because she was basically given two options. You either keep working there or you you or you marry a guy or you buy your own place or something. So she's like, all right, I will marry you. Uh, and then uh, the next day, that, that guy's wife calls her and is like, hey, listen, she come down here. It's like, I really hope he didn't get you because he's kind of a piece of shit. And he, he just like lies to sleep with women. So like. He's like, she's like, you seem smarter and prettier than that. So hopefully you didn't get God on that one. Yeah, you're you're prettier than that. That makes she, sense. That's what she, I think she does say. She, it's something like, hopefully a pretty girl like you didn't fall for that. And he's just like, oh dear. Oh, um, Japan. Yeah. So then, so then, Mama's really in bad shape. Um, she's not really sure what to do. Uh, the world just keeps dumping on her. Yeah, yeah. It's a dump run, like. Mm-hmm. times 10 you know what and I during mean? the winter during the it's a winter dump run that's even harder some have said yeah. uh, sometimes so it's then, easier to leave it in the alley than someone else's problem well yeah but pick the right alley pick the right alley I, so, you, not your own i got the address just call me I, I know where it is it's close to my house just a block or two the other way <laughs> mm-hmm. um 
And then, uh, so she's feeling pretty sad for herself, and uh, she kind of goes to like one of the the bigger, richer, but nicer business guys. Maybe not richer, but one of the big business guys, and he's like one of the nicer ones. And uh, she's like, "What do I do?" And he's like, "I don't know, but I'm leaving. Peace." And then he leaves, and then uh, mom is just kind of left alone, right, to hang out. Hang out. Yeah. Well, she well she bangs she does have sex with a man, the fat guy, right? No, uh, Fujisaki, the guy she's like really into, but he's like she's really oh, into. Yeah. He's like they're all she's married men, trying, of course. Yeah, she's trying to convince him to be like come. Well, well, they're going to do it, and then he after after the night after he's like ah, yeah. I feel bad about that. Uh, I got moving to Osaka. That's where my work is. Got to be closer, you know. Well, we'll go with the fam, the fam. Uh, See you later, alligator. Yeah, and for a while you're going to go, I wonder what the play is here. But the thing with her, her character, why she was so desirable, was that she did not succumb to the men, Jarrett. Mm -hmm. She she never did. She was always kind of like, never did it. So all the men wanted her more, you know, Jarrett. And then uh, once that guy has it, I think, I think, what the movie's trying to say is that um, wait until marriage. Preserve yeah. yourself. Mm-hmm. And then and then once you once you're married, you're locked in. You're locked in, Jared. Do you know what I mean? Um Yeah. Oh, and then the bartender And yeah, he leaves. Oh, the bartender comes and yells at her a bit. Yeah, He's like, says, you didn't sleep. You never slept with anyone. You were the best of us. And then yeah, and now you did this. He says, "I can't even look at you. You're disgusting." But let's get married. And she's like, yeah. "We can't get married. We know each other too well." Which I thought was kind of funny. And it's like, well, you know, I really like the guy who just like fucked me and left me. <laughs> um. So anyway, uh, he quits the bar, and uh, she goes back to work. She's going back up those stairs that she doesn't like. Is it because it's hard to go back to work? And you got to put on the mask. You got to put on the mask of happiness and deal with this all, all again for the rest of your days. Hmm. Jared, what do you think the stairs are? Are they a metaphor? Well, I think they're literal and figurative. Oh, wow. What do you think the stairs say about us as a society? <laughs> well, as um. <clears throat> Uh, Philip Lepate says in his oh. essay, when a woman ascends the stairs, they endure. Um, he starts off one paragraph saying, the stairs in the title are both literal and symbolic, conveying the idea that Kiko is on a Sisyphean vertical treadmill. Oh, trying to get somewhere in this life as a woman on her own. I mean, I don't think that's necessarily the thing. I don't think she's a. Is he talking about Sisyphus? Yeah. I don't think it's that. It's just this lady had a couple of bombs. It's not like she was. Men are bad. That's the point of this one. You know about that, Jerry? <laughs> is that the point? Yeah. Man. Well, I was gonna. Well, you keep keep telling me oh, about this guy's her, moral. And, and, well, then. Well, anyway, this this guy's got some real. Uh, I think there's like what some of these I was reading. I just. Uh, oh yeah. Classic forlorn Narusa and Ruse. 
Oh, well, classic, <laughs> classic forlorn. <laughs> I mean, you you go into one of these and you just know right off the bat it's going to be classic, classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, who would you say? Who say? Classic. Um, classic. Classic. Yeah, I know. It's just like when you, you know, you get a pizza and there's good pizzas and there's bad pizzas, but they're all pizza. It's just like walking into this one. You go, yeah, you say, yeah, this is going to be a classic one. Just like yeah. all his other pizzas. Everyone knows about Naruse pizza. Uh, yeah, who doesn't, you know? Yeah. Huh. I, uh, I mean, oh, yeah, we also have stuff with her family. Things are always coming up, right? It's like, hey, your brother needs uh, some medicine for his polio. Um, or sorry, well, or an operation. Son. Yeah. So, yeah, his son. And then there's, there's her, her, and then there's her brother. Who's her brother's like, a real piece of shit. I need money. I'll, I'll never come again, but I just need some money. So even though she's got a little bit of money, it's not enough money, but always family's coming up, and she's like, fuck off. But then she winds up caving. She goes back, she seesaws, back and forth. Well, I mean, her brother, she kind of, she caves in all the time, but I think it's one of the saddest scenes in cinematic history. Cinematic where, history, you say? Cinematic history, not really, but I, I could see this being... um. I don't know, like in a Chappelle show skit because of how sad it is, just like out of nowhere. It's like, oh, yeah, his son's got polio. He can't even walk right. And then it just cuts to this kid, like, struggling with crutches, kind of like falling over. And then it cuts away, and then that's all you see of this kid is that he can't even walk, and you're just like, oh. It's like comically, it, it's so sad, it's comical, Jared. You know what I mean? There you go. Yeah. So sad. What were we talking about? Uh, Lawrence just messaged me with the or an article that you sent my way already. Andor is a masterclass in good writing. Yeah, I, I I heard it's really revitalized the franchise, Jarrett. You know, it's yep. going to re- revitalize your franchise. A, fr- um, fr- a, fr- a fresh coat of paint. Yeah, for the stairs and uh, Japanese cinema. Absolutely. Some have said. Absolutely. Um, so overall in this movie, I was like on board with this for about the first half. Okay. I was like, oh, this is like a compelling story. I'm kind of like, I, I like the, it, it's well made. Uh, it's pretty well paced. It's, it, just, it wasn't dragging too much. But mm-hmm. then around like the 50 minute mark, my, uh, it just sort of kind of like became very repetitive. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, oh, this is how she's going to get built, but not like in any, like, oh my god, this this family, these guys. It didn't like, it didn't hook me in, in a way okay. where I was like, in the story and like rooting for her one way or another, or like feeling that she was being dragged down. And you're kind of like, oh no, oh no, like it just didn't work that way. And that wasn't the type of movie that was being made either. But it's kind of the movie that I would, I don't know, would watch and like wanted to like know what happens next. But it came to this point where you're like, oh. Well, this is going to tell the story in probably the most kind of boring way possible. And, uh, yeah, I felt like it really ran out of steam uh, about halfway through. And it just kind of came to a stop. And you're like, yep, that's that woman ascending the stairs. Isn't that fitting? But what are the stairs a metaphor for? (laughs) Getting ahead, baby. Oh, okay. Okay. It's getting what grabbing that brass ring like oh. Vince McMahon always told me grab that brass ring but but they don't mention that glass ceiling <laughs> you know I start throwing in all sorts of metaphors and just busy it up 
really occupy it. I, I don't know if that's all they got. Oh, okay. Um, but she really hates it, but she winds up having to climb those stairs, RJ, she, at the end of the day. Yeah. What do there you is think no climbing. Learned? It's Sisyphean. Oh, wow. Wow. Nothing, you know what the lesson is? In the wow. words of Homer J. Simpson, never try. I mean, yeah, because then you don't, you're not disappointed. Yeah. And then eventually you get ground down and wind up having to have sex with men that you don't want to have sex with. It's cool. It's is, that, cool. is that how it happens for everybody? Well, it's a, is, is this a warning film saying, don't wind up like this, Japan? I don't know. I don't think that's the intent. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, it is like a, this is like, a, you know, it's jazzy, 1960s Japan. It's on the economic upturn after the post-war downturn. So this is like, hey, modern life, it's not all it's cracked up to be. No. Don't be salacious. I mean, Don't be out there being weird and gross. What, should we go back to feudal times? Maybe. Some some of these guys might think that. What was so feudal about it? Seems Things seemed okay. <laughs> you know what I mean, Jared? Uh, no. No? You're mm. more of a Ming Dynasty kind of guy <laughs> than a feudal Japan kind of guy? <laughs> Ming Dynasty. What about the uh, Kang Dynasty? Ooh. Are you into that? <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> Good stuff. So, RJ, what did you think yeah. about this staircase? More like a stair master, you know what I mean? Whoa, like that, it that never could be, ended. That could be really cool if you're Ric Flair. He, he, he was like he, he lived on the stair master. I know, but you know the thing about a stair master? Kind of Sisyphusian. Sis- Whoa, I wonder if Philip knew that uh, Stairmasters existed when he wrote that piece. Like He had to have. 10 he years just, ago. He, uh, he they're just new, it. new to him. New to him. I think he missed it, and he's a damn fool. A he's damn a damn fool. fool for not Cla- coming up with Classic Phil. Classic Phil. What an idiot. So anyways, uh, I... I actually, I'm, I'm, I'm very similar to you. Like uh, the first half of this movie, I was like, yeah, all right. And near the back end, I, I, I lost steam really fast. But um, yeah. I was, I watched the whole thing, which I know doesn't seem like. Uh, uh, <laughs> what? I, I watched the whole thing, Jarrett. Like I, I didn't like wane too much. I like I was you watching. Didn't, you, it. you didn't rest your eyes. I didn't rest my eyes. I didn't, you know, go get a sandwich without pausing it or anything <laughs> like that. I wa- I watched. Get those. Uh, get that roast beast and uh, sweet pickle sweet sandwich pickles. going. Yeah. Oh, you gotta get the sweet pickles, baby. Um, I watched it all, and there was some stuff I I I, uh, I liked about it. But mm-hmm. I I will say, about three quarters of the way through, I was kind of like. What is the moral of this story? Oh no! You know, RJ didn't say in in it anywhere one moral tale. It did not. It it didn't even claim to be a moral tale. It I know, it, but it did. Here you are, and here and here you are. Yeah, and here I am. Here I am. What is the moral of this this story? But it wasn't even uh, over yet. I mean, there was like a quarter to go. I I think I had said that uh, after she got scammed by uh by yeah. by the big boy i was kind of like okay it's like is this movie just about raining shit on this woman yeah and then it, it does for a little bit more and then it just kind of ends and then you're like oh okay and not that it needs like a, a happy ending or a really sad ending where she uh 
Shiuri's it or anything. Let me like tell that. you, I'm I'm just a, kinda, I'm a it just kind of ends. I'm like I'm a fan of movies where like women get shit rained on them. I like Lars von Trier's movies, but he's, he's women like specifically. Um, women specifically that is one of uh it's because i like large on cheer movies and it's one of the oh, things okay. that he does and that's one of the things he does uh he's like he has like multiple films where this happens but uh i find his movies compelling uh like dancing and... in the dark you mean yeah okay. dancing in the dark dogville um not so much manderley but elements of crime um elements of crime uh no we covered movie, it on this podcast. That movie, that movie is not at all that. It sucks, actually. But Breaking the Waves is fantastic. Uh, is that about women getting shit on? Kind of, yeah. It's kind of it's, it's it's pretty rough to be a woman in the world of Lars von Trier. So you must so. be a big Agnes Varda fan. No. Oh, no? Well, not really. We'll see. We've got a whole bunch of those coming up one of these days. but We do? So yeah, I'm like I am like I do like the subject matter, but uh, as far as like something to worth something to watch, I guess uh, I think it's a, a worthy subject matter uh, to be viewed. But this just isn't the one to watch uh... necessarily, unless you're like again like I have found that the this Criterion Creeps project has greatly impacted my enjoyment of Japanese movies. Impacted positively or negatively? Negatively. Oh, because when you're not in the mood for a Japanese movie is exactly when you have to watch six of them in a row. Yeah. Which seems to be the style at at the time. Yes. Yeah. John Criterion. Well, it's a it's a war movie. Is it Japanese? Yep. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the next two movies are. What? Yeah. The musical is. No, not not oh. for a couple a couple more weeks. Oh, okay. Uh, but no, the next two more more uh, more time spent in Japan, RJ. Yeah, no, I I know what you mean though. It it does sometimes. I don't care what the Criterion stands say. Sometimes you're not in the mood for two hour long subtitled film. Will I read subtitles? Yeah, I'll read them. Do I watch subtitles on English movies? Yes, I do. I do. But it's nice to not have to be dialed in the whole time. So when it's the day you're watching the Criterion movie, however long you put it off, I think Jared's usually a Tuesday nighter now because he's delaying it as, oh, as this much was, as this, possible. This was Monday. This was Monday. Oh, okay. So that's early. Yeah. Um, but you know what I mean. We push it off as much as we can, mm-hmm. and then and then we watch them. And... I want to make sure it's fresh in my mind. Oh, Yeah. That's definitely uh, a thing too. I, I I mean I watched this two days ago, uh, and then you sent me some screenshots from the movie, yeah. and I'm like, oh yeah, right, this movie, I forgot all about it. I have yeah, to talk I, about this. I did take. There was a lot of good screenshots actually, because it's people yep. talking about dying, people talking about fat people. Yeah. Uh, using those words specifically. This this is our bread and butter. Yeah, it fits into the niche of our community. Um, anyways, yeah, I mean, I didn't like. I didn't mind it, but at yeah. the end of the day, I was kind of like, I don't know, man. I was like, we've seen in the in what we've been doing so far. How many of this movie have we seen so already? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like <laughs> this, this, like you know, like Japanese entertaining woman who's like, you know, working with business class man, and like we've seen this exact movie probably 
six um, times. Well, I have a potentially a, a, a tag. I'm not sure how many of these would be relevant. Uh, sex workers in the Criterion Collection. I take my, that as such as well. My own little my own little list, uh, mm-hmm. listy poo. Because I I think this would fall into that. Uh, but are you thinking of like Gate of Flesh, maybe? Yeah, probably Gate of Flesh. Yeah, that's one yeah. for sure. Um, I mean, Double Suicide, that like rollicking uh, good time way back when. Remember that, RJ? I I do. I very much do. Yeah. Oh uh, God. Oh, what was this? Oh yeah, Story of a Prostitute. Uh, yes, exactly. Comfort like, Woman. Yeah, yeah. There you mm-hmm. go. What about um, what's the porno movie? Was that Story of a Prostitute? The one about making porn in Japan? Oh, uh, the pornographers. The pornographers. That no, one's not, a little bit different. That, that yeah, that's not. Like, yeah, that's not about. That's not about sex. Sorry. That one's quite not quite. Did, this this one's like, and this is like, I was debating putting uh, when a woman ascends the stairs on this list because it is like a. It's like the temptation of it is there, and I'm like, this is borderline. But I feel like. The some of the other girls, the the implication is there that they are. Yeah, yes, it's you a gray area. It's this is like more of a gray area than explicit. Yeah. Like, no, this isn't a movie that says Kiko, a prostitute in Japan. Like, yeah. it's you know, she's she, she works at a place where it's a, it's a possibility because there's like the the degrees of like there's the there's the there's three levels of success uh, as an employee of this bar. You and could more. either have enough money to call a cab. Mm-hmm. Or you're taking the the train, or you're going home with a client. The midnight dun, train. Dun, 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 dun. To Georgia. Uh, yeah, those are those are the options. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's never. Uh, yeah, they do. They do. Um, kind of leave it open. It's never quite. It's there's a lot of implication. There's there's one scene where they do say geisha. I can't remember what the context of it is though but it's something maybe it's when she's like she's like talking about how she doesn't want to do it anymore and she i think she says like she doesn't want to be a geisha and like do that kind of stuff i can't remember they mentioned it at one point but yeah it's more just implied because those guys too they're always like hey listen i don't want to make you do anything you don't want to do it's just uh you want the money or or not you go, hey, Criterion. What do you mean? Pal? What are you talking about here? Say, what do you mean, pal? So yeah, I I think I think this movie is fine. I don't have any strong opinions against it. Yeah, it's fine. I just it's like I said. I feel like we've watched this movie like a bunch of times already. <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. It's very. Very much like Tin Drum. Almost exactly, exactly the same. Exactly the same movie. It's almost exactly the same. Yeah. So, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So, I mean, I thought we just watched this movie last week with the 49th parallel. I mean, it's, it's at least that was something different. Can't at least we what, had French people. I can't believe what Lawrence Olivier was doing with those Nazis. Oh, like that, that kind yeah. of thing? Troubling. Very troubling. That's a pop sound that French people make. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like there's people who could be really on board with this out there. I'm sure a lot of people love this movie. And they're they're definitely not turning to us to uh, give the okay. Mm. 
I don't know. I see a lot of people love it. They'll be like, oh, it's what a turmoil. She's trying and then the life is hitting her and then she gets scanned and life hits her again. And man, it's hard uh, being a, um, a working ma- uh, woman in woman on uh on the stairmaster and it's like yeah i get it i do on the on the stairmaster whoa whoa man <laughs> you know that you know that old chestnut joe yeah you we, know. Di- we did it joe so uh rj you want to hear about who hates these movies sure i mean and that's like i don't hate it i think it's fine i just well would you agree with lance <laughs> with a one with a half star review, just summarized. Nah. I mean, nah. Lance could be onto something. He could be onto something. One of Lance's favorite movies is, um, a Toy Story short. He five starred it. Forky asks a question. Forky? That's not Forky. <laughs> That's not if that's not um quality, I don't know what it is. Bud. What about uh one of Lance's favorite films, Sinara from nineteen thirty two? Is it about Frank Sinara? Starring Ronald Coleman. Oh, I mean that might be good. Hey, Lance just Lance half starred The Way of Water, Avatar Two. Can you believe it? Fuck. Lance also half starred the new Hellraiser film. And the new Matrix film. And the new Resident Evil film. Lance has a lot of followers. Lance does have a lot of followers. Way more than we do. Lance Lubelski. Well, maybe he won't after this. No. Maybe people will see this harrowing depict. Oh, he gave half stars to Below? Johnny Depp's Below? Well, movie's not that great. But Ray Liotta's incredible bad. in that movie. Um, but it's not that bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. Ray Liotta's incredible they, the, in the... that movie. <laughs> The, the best real the best Ray Liotta movie after Goodfellas is Nurk. And then Blow. And then Blow. Blow's third. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how about I don't know. Uh, man, these are long winded bastards. Do the fun ones. Um. Okay. Well, there's like Demo Suzuki. Uh, two stars. I don't get it. Whatever people find compelling and great in this is lost on me. The characters are blank. The images are bland. The tone is flat and constant all the way through. Uh, Whatever it is that everyone finds interesting, and this was not interesting to me. I would definitely not say that this movie was bland looking. Again, it's really well photographed. It's a nice looking movie. Yeah, it does look good. We got to front end the compliments so people keep listening all the way through so we get monetized. That's Um, right. Very important. This guy's from Winter Pig. Uh, and here's their bio. My favorite trivia. Steel produced before the detonation of the first atomic bombs is required for the production of sensitive equipment like Geiger counters and medical apparatus due to its lack of contamination. It is called low background steel and is commonly sourced from old German ships. Fuck. Did you get all that? No. This person just five-starred Avatar 2, The Way of Water. Hell yeah. We're getting some polarizing things. Oh, they and they four-and-a-half-starred Avatar 2, The Way of the Water. They, they've been watching this fucking thing like crazy, dude. They, well, I mean, that's why it's going to make uh, all the money. It was awesome, though. Made me cry, TBH. Stupid movie. Whatever. 
Damn. Uh, how about Teacher Nate? Nate? Nat. Okay. Two stars. I'm not trying to be mean, but after three of his films, I'm dubbing Nuruse the second rate Ozu. Wow. Um, his know. films are very similar, but a bit worse. <laughs> this one is supposedly his masterpiece, but while a new French, uh, while a new French new wave influence is now evident. I much preferred the less flashy Sound of the Mountain, 1954, and Floating Clouds, 1955. Uh, this one reminded me of Mizuguchi's Street of Shame from 1956 in that it felt like a systematic but cold social critique that's rather uninspiring on an emotional level. Noruse keeps hitting the same points again and again, unfortunately beating the issue to death. Who hasn't? This day and age? Mm-hmm. This day and age, Jarrett? Mm-hmm. See the price of chicken breasts? Oh, my God. Have you seen the price of cauliflower? Out your fucking ass, man. It's like eight, eight, nine bucks. Well, these guys in this movie, they want a piece of that ass. Oh, my God. Uh, Teacher Nat half-starred Raw, which I'm on board with, but then they also half-starred Lawrence of Arabia. Jarrett, a half a star. A half a star. They have five-star movies like Ron and High and Low and other stuff. Other stuff. They always do. They always do. They always do. Hey, and I just saw that uh, Actium Jackson Maximus is a two-and-a-half-star two review, which is actually a very high review for uh, Jackson. I haven't seen Actium Jackson Maximus log a movie in many moons. He's out there. What do you think he's going to give Avatar to? I think he just like logged a movie today. He watched Avatar 2 today? No, he watched well, he watched Spirited Away yesterday. Oh. But what do you think he's going to well, give Avatar this, to? Just so you're aware, he's already at 12 films this year. Jesus. How many of them are abstract short films? Uh, I'll let you decide. I'm going to say 11 of those 12. Uh, Everything close. except Spirited Away. Did he watch Grumpy Old Men? Uh, not yet. You know, I'll, I'll wait for him to report back on that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Yeah, okay. Where do you think this r- ranks between Ivy Tioli and Forbidden Games? <laughs> on your list? Yeah. I, I don't even know what those are. What about Tout va bien? Again, you're, 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 I don't know what language you're speaking here. Okay, so uh, Jackson uh, only managed to watch 1,500 hours of films uh, in 2022 and logged 2,785. No. Yeah. No, that's not true. uh, Don't question it. It's true. It's not true. Why do you lie? What? Why? What do you get out of you, lying so what, much? What, what do you What do you lie, guy? Why do you, Why do you lie? Okay, I, I, where... I only I only watched a mere uh, four hundred and forty two hours of film in comparison. I think mine was like ten minutes. Ten so. minutes worth. Yeah. You know where I'm gonna put this, Jared? Right between Mister Arkadin and Masculine Feminine. Not bad. Excellent. An excellent uh, vintage, sir. And it's right beside Redbeard and Vagabond also. Right where it should be. 
right where it belongs. Yeah, good stuff. This list is pointless. But I'm not going to stop. It's all pointless. Yeah, that's true. I feel like people are really going to get real upset that eh. we're not loving this, but... It's fine. I think it's fine. I just... Yeah. I don't know. I got a lot of good screenshots from it. That's a compliment. There you go. The highest compliment. Screenshots. Screenshots. You know how I take my screenshots now, Jared? Could you hmm. tell by the quality of the pictures? No. When I'm watching the movie at home at nighttime... And I see something I like. I just I, I hit rewind ten seconds, and then I hold up my cell phone and I take a picture of it sitting from the couch. Wow! Uh, I was able to tell because well, the high quality of the pictures, my, right? My, my new laptop doesn't like me screenshotting uh, videos off of see? browsers. It's, see, it's not. It's called like, to me now. I didn't have that problem before, and now it's got me. See, and it wasn't you, but a lot of people kept trying to offer me solutions to that they're like why don't you do this why don't you do that and i said baby i've done it all you can't they all these things have new guards against screenshotting it's just it's over it's over yeah we blew it man we blew it they blew it i was the only one using the screenshots for good true you know what i mean oh well well any final thoughts on when a woman ascends stairs i think it, it is a fine movie it's fine. And I never want to see it again. Yep. Pretty much. Ever. Ever. Not even the poster. Don't ever nope. show it to me again. Nope. What about Marcel Duchamp's uh, nude descending a staircase? What about that? A nude descending a staircase? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds all right. What's the moral of that one? Uh, none. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm like, we're gonna get a live reaction of RJ seeing this this painting. This work oh. of art. What's that? Is there a moral to it? Uh, there could be. There you go. Okay, let me see. This is from 1912. This is a famous painting, you say? Yep. Get the fuck out of here. You know, you know, you know about you know about cubism. I know about cubism. You know about Picasso. I know that he was blue, Abadiba to yeah. die. Okay, here's another one. Here's another Marshall Duchamp. You tell me what you see. So this is again one of the most, uh, I don't know, land one one of those landmarks in uh, modern art. I'm gonna say it's a urinal, but I feel like that's not the right answer. Uh no, you're you are correct. But why is there a spout pointing towards the person who's using a the urinal? Exactly. You got it. You figured it out. So, so what is he? So what we call it's what we call a ready-made RJ. It's called fountain, and it's signed. Did you see? It's a piece of art. R. Mutt, nineteen seventeen. This was shown at a uh, the Armory show in Chicago, I believe. Did anyone use it for pissing? Uh they could have. I mean, and then then what happens? Well, then what happens? What Did anyone test this thing out for pissing? Uh, maybe. Did anyone? I'm guess? pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that these guys there there were some lewd boys back when. Or you think he did more than piss in it? Who knows? Do you think he tried to make brown in the urinal? He could have. Oh my god! <laughs> and by that I mean he was super dehydrated, so his urine was brown. Uh, I mean, the, people are getting some unexpected uh, value here. Uh, this was the last thing he ever made. 
Uh, yeah. This is, this is peep- usually after this, this, Amber Hong. I know. This is a peephole that you look into. Um, What's that? That's a body. But is it a giant? Uh, it's, a little, you, you, it's like tiny. Like you or... look into it. And you're, like, you're looking into this little. Uh, it could be snow in a bank. A temps donné. It could be snow in a bank. You know what I mean? It could just be snow. I think it's just snow. I don't think this, there's anything weird there. This this this, this 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 dude fucked with all kinds of stuff. Here's another one for you. It's fa- it's interesting to me that I mean, of course, you have no idea who Marcel Duchamp is, but so here's. Okay, I'm going to send you this. I'm not going to tell you the title. Okay. Okay, so uh, this is it. So this is uh, in his uh, surrealist days, I guess. Uh, uh, He made this for like about eight years. (laughs) Yeah, he he worked on this for eight years, from like 1915 to 1923. Uh, The title of this work, The Bride Stripped Bare by Her Bachelors, even... I was gonna say this looked like a like a gaucho restaurant, like yeah. where the meats on like a, a like kind of thing that they like shave off. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I got out of this. Okay, well there yeah. you go. And then now the title is a little bit more disturbing, right? What is a title? I just told you. Want me to say it again? No, I said what is a title. What is a title? Exactly. Yes. These are things you should wonder about. What is a title? What about those little cards you see at the uh, the art gallery? Little, little little show cards that people go to immediately when they want to read the description of what the work's supposed to be. Are you saying that you got to just go in there dry, look at it, and just say, this well, is my opinion, I, and, and I quote, go in there dry. Well, yeah, into the art scene. You're not going to go in there moist. We could. Well, that's I've, gonna seen, the I've, I've seen ruin the art. You don't I've, want saturation. I've seen. I've I've seen people come barefoot out of a river into an art gallery before was it a statement like an art statement probably but those are the people you just don't talk to if it was someone doing it unironically i would have i would have been it was pretty unironic but it was a part of an art statement though yeah yeah it went from ironic to to unironic the price master changed me, but I think I'm back to art isn't real. Okay. Oh, he got you for a little bit. He, he bit. got you going. Yeah, I, I did. Uh, I saw the end of the rainbow for a bit, but I, I'm back now. Okay. It's not real. Okay. It's not real. There's uh, another good one. I, I, Marcel Duchamp is fun to talk about. It's okay. Uh, you, this is If anyone's still listening to this, that's part of the real it, podcast thing. I don't know if you. I don't know if you. You have to like. You might have to zoom in on this one. Okay. Um. This this works in title with a goatee. Well, it's like it's just a mustache. Okay. Oh no, there's a little. There's a goatee there too. Uh, Ah. Yeah. This this is called L H O O Q from 1919. You know what this reminds me of? This is like a Uh, like a. Baseball cards, uh, duvets, whatever it was. Yeah, saying. well, not even that. I was like, this this kind of quality of work is like a is like a comic strip, like family circus thing, where it's just like the little kid like paints on the Mona Lisa, and it's like it's art, but then it turns around that it's being sold for for money or something. I don't know. He's 
Old, old Duchamp was uh, aware of the scam. Uh, yeah, he was aware. Even he didn't think it was real? No, absolutely not. Oh, okay. That's why he, that's why he took a urinal, put it on a pedal. He's the guy. He's the he's the guy you have to blame for making this acceptable. That's what I'm, that's what I gotta say. But the thing is, though, he could also make incredible stuff. <laughs> like he had I've the yet skill. To see it. What are you talking about? What the uh, the Mona Lisa with the goatee? No, not, like no the 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 sculpture the uh, the the, the people the sculpture the people sculpture. And uh, oh. the painting, it's like, he's obviously a, a pretty technically uh, able. I feel like I can do both of those pretty that's easily. The, that's kind of the idea, RJ. That's kind of the idea. You're picking up on what he's laying down. I think I could definitely sculpt a body. Uh, could somewhere. you? Okay. Yeah. I, I, look forward to, I, 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 look, I look forward to what you pull off. Yeah, I mean... It's kind of a it's kind of like a work in process. How long did you say his one thing took? Eight years. Yeah, yeah. Fiddling. Okay, so... he, he he was fiddling a little bit. Okay, so give me eight years, and I might have something. Yeah, you can go ask go ask Andy about uh, Marcel Duchamp. No, she doesn't want to talk about that guy. Oh, he also played chess. He like stopped making art for uh, pretty much for a really long time and just played chess. Oh, was that the game from? Uh... Um, the Queen's Gambit. Yep. Oh, cool. The, the, the one that that Netflix invented. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Netflix people are so yeah. smart. Look! Look at the look at these great pieces of art. You got the fountain. You've got bicycle wheel on a stool. <laughs> Good stuff. Good, he says. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, it might be good, but it's not real. Yeah. Oh. At least we can agree on that. <laughs> uh, oh, see, this should be like a live show. Jarrett shows yeah, RJ know. things. You know we're still we're still in the review part of this. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. What do you think about what do you think about this? Robert Rauschenberg. Uh I don't mind that. It's like a goat with a tire on yeah, it's it. An, it's, okay. an, it's an Angora goat uh Angora goat uh with a tire around its waist. Yeah, I'm I'm on board with that. It's standing on a painting. It's called it's a work called monogram. Yeah, I, I'm on board with that. Because okay. the goat represents um <laughs> society yeah, he found that goat on like the side of the road i think or like a flea market he was like yeah i'm gonna do something with that yeah yeah a, i'm on board a, com- a, co- a combine painting oh oh he, yeah he, i could do that yeah there you go i could find a goat somewhere there you go yeah maybe they'll, they'll be our next podcast jared and rj do art history oh we'll do a road show Okay. Yeah, you can hit me with random stuff that and be like, "What the fuck is this?" Okay. And, and, which is what's called art isn't real. It it will be called art isn't real. Yeah. It's incredible. People pay big money for that. Big bucks. I think I I I am in the the right side of history here. So <laughs> we'll see. After the break. Yeah, uh, we we just keep going back up those stairs. We're, we're gonna hit that meal ticket one of these days. Art isn't real. We'll take off. Coming coming to Poughkeepsie in coming. fall twenty twenty four. I've been telling you guys, you're just not listening. She can kill with a smile. She can wound with her eyes. 
And she can ruin your faith with her casual lies And she only reveals what she wants you to see She hides like a child, but she's always a woman to me She can lead you to love, she can take you or leave you She can ask for the truth, but she'll never believe And she'll take what you give her as long as it's free Yeah, she steals like a thief RJ, if you had a gentleman willing to pay your way you said to pay a small little price to do it. What kind of business would you open up? Podcast. A podcast business. Wow. Podcast or art museum? Bad play. Bad play. Art museum not the, podcast. Not the, not the best use of your uh, talents. What about a art museum podcast? Yeah. Or an art museum that had podcasts as their art? Oh, and man. every exhibit was just headphones man. that you put on. Oh, man. Already should... recorded episode. Mm. See, they're already doing that, and it sucks real mm. bad. It sucks. They're doing that already? Oh, yeah. I thought oh, it was yeah. the first. What about audio tours? Mm. No, I wouldn't do that. No, if I actually did art. What if I you actually did art. What do you call this? Uh, um, regret? Uh, your, the art of regret. The art of regret. I did an art or show. Or regret as art. What? How does that change the meaning? The meaning is what I give it. Fuck, man. People don't know what they're missing on the Discord. Uh, Oliver Granger just dropped a, a hot video. Every style of hot dog we could find across the U.S. Ooh. That, that's some good viewing after we finish up here uh, which people you can email us at criterioncrews at gmail.com and tell us what you thought of that video and uh, yep. what you think of Marcel Duchamp and RJ uh, we've got a Facebook page we're on Instagram we're on Letterboxd I'm Jared Duncan he's Barnlow we're on SoundCloud Stitcher iTunes Google Play we've got a Patreon we've got a Discord Tumblr you gotta pay to get it get a Tumblr we have an art museum we have journals in it among other things both in the bathroom and in the gallery you decide how you want to use it uh next week uh con the ishikawa's fires on the plane from 1959 one year in the past still in japan rj w w2 what does that mean what does ww2 mean world war ii there was a world war? There was a world war. Is everyone okay? No. Oh my god. When did this happen? Uh, well, we'll talk about that next week. Okay. That's a cliffhanger. Holy cow. Until next time. Who? Keep fit and have fun. Mm.